0: Is there? I don't know. It might be. They <laughs> All bought, right. They bought
1: a lot of expensive crap around it.
0: We are here live with Glenn P.P. Milligan. If you don't know who Glenn is, uh, maybe give the brief rundown on uh, who you are and what you've done in the BMX world. Ooh, okay. Well, my name is Glenn P.P. Milligan, as you
1: said. Uh, it's Glenn Patrick Peter Milligan. People always ask what the P.P. is. There was for a few years an entire section of Pennsylvania that called me Glenn Pisspocket Milligan, but that is incorrect. <laughs> it is Glenn Patrick Peter Milligan. And uh, yeah, my my history in BMX, like everyone, started riding, but I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I got into making videos. We made some videos locally out in the Bronx at the Malali Skate Park. And then from there, well, there was there was other things like 20-inch video magazine would pick up some footage from me and things like that. And it kind of like sparked like a oh, man, if I could do this for a, a living or just do this, that, I wasn't even thinking about living. I was just thinking, like, if I could travel and do it. But uh, ended up hooking up with Rick Malturno at some point in there uh, through Bass Brooklyn as well, made a bunch of the Base videos. Uh, and then uh, from with Standard kind of just blasted out into, the, you know, into BMX industry world, right, mm-hmm. so to speak. So several years with Standard. And then uh, Ride BMX was looking for someone. Uh, Utah Ryan had just stopped making videos there. And they they loved still continuing to do video projects. So uh, I got a call from Mark Losey and Todd Toth and Brad McDonald over there. And then, then I was there for years and years and years. And then after that, it was like Primo, Demolition. Uh, there, whenever I could help out and work with other people, I would. like At one point, I edited the Fit Puerto Rico video just because you know, Robbie had like Wiz and Bob on the trip, but he wanted to be involved in the editing. So he did it in SoCal. So he did it like at the ride office at, you know, late night, that type of thing. But those are those are always weird, like it's so different now right because like back in the day it was always about the video you made right Mm. and like you didn't really have too much of that where someone shot it someone edited oh yeah whereas like now that's a i'd say that's more of the way it works for a lot of people but back then it was different so like i never claim like fit puerto rico because i wasn't on the trip i just edited so i feel like eh, i have nothing to do with that sort of you know but it's nice to be a part of it you know or at least see it before everyone else it's just kind of exciting too
0: yeah yeah it's weird whenever you see someone's editing reel and like you just it's like what am i watching (laughs) oh i could go on so
1: i hire people all the time i can go on about that for months because
0: like because sometimes like
1: dude this just happened to me the other day in the middle of someone's fucking weird editing reel they had an iron man 3 from the movie clip in there and then i'm like you didn't fucking work on <laughs> command 3 no fucking way and if you did you were like an intern maybe but there was no way you were on the editing team you know because the rest of this stuff's all like them f- f- fucking birds at the beach and shit so i'm like yeah. there's no way you know but yeah yeah editing reels a hard one i think and it's funny you say that because i did just hire a guy for a small job because his edit- editing reel was so weird and i thought that's great because at least he's not showing me the same old bullshit he's showing me like mm-hmm. like hard things to do even though it was like a little bizarre-ish it like shows oh this guy can actually edit things you know so yeah yeah
0: that's that's really funny and it's a funny thing because I have thought about that before <laughs>
1: editing reels are funny
0: yeah uh, so so you've done all of that stuff in BMX um, I guess for anyone who still might not know uh, what, what are the most notable videos that you did Ooh.
1: That could be perspective because I'll say this. To before you. I say the names. Yeah, because before I say the names, like I'm always surprised, like sometimes people hit me with like I wouldn't say obscure video, but like a video I didn't think was that big, but then they'll be like, That was my favorite video. I watched it every single day. And I'm like, No way. Especially with the ride videos, right? Because like I think, you know, if that was the first video you ever got, it would be really special to you, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily me but if you'd already been riding and saw a hundred videos, maybe that video felt somewhere in the middle for you know the average person but uh, anyway but to your question I would definitely say the most note uh, the most known videos would have to be uh, going back further the like standard domination uh, base neighborhood superheroes and then more recent years would have been like drop the hammer and then I'd say um, the Nike 6.0 video Yeah. as far dang. as full-length full-length projects although although demolition video should the first demolition should be in there as well with Chris Bennett's part and things
0: like that. Man. What a resume! <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. That's for sure. Yeah, that's sick. It just I mean the range of people who are in all of those different videos is wild to think about that alone.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely insane. And to to be honest, like it's still crazy to me, right? Because like, you know, the time I grew up in New York, there was no industry in New York. So like. Anyone who was in magazines or pros and, and videos, that shit was like, it might as well have been Mars, you know? It just seemed so far away. It wasn't like we were gonna meet these people. It wasn't like we were gonna bump into them, you know? But then oddly enough, you'd have like the random Dennis McCoy who would come to Manhattan all the time, right? Rick Thorne would come to New York all the time. Uh, Mira was in New York City quite a bit actually too. Wow. Usually for meetings and stuff, like I, I don't know, maybe you know this, I, I don't know who knows these things because they're different eras. But yeah. there's a ledge in Midtown, New York, that they forever people call the Mirror Ledge, and it's not because he grinded; it's because he was eating in the restaurant, and these dudes were riding it. And he came out to talk to them, so oh. then that became the Mirror Ledge, right? Like, which is super funny, but it also makes sense. Like, mirror you know, a lot of the brands and people he dealt with, he'd have meetings in New York, so he'd fly up to New York from North Carolina, things like that. You
0: know? Yeah, that's how much of a legend mirror was. He didn't even have to touch it with his bike for it to be named after right. him. He
1: just showed up, and it became his name. <laughs>
0: honestly that like that is like the perfect transition to one of the the big things i wanted to talk to you about tonight because that sounds like exactly like the kind of thing that you'd say in one of these instagram videos you've been making <laughs> dave mira is such a legend that he didn't even have to touch this ledge in new york to have that's him named
1: after him 100 percent correct yes
0: <laughs> is it still there first before i get into this
1: you know that's a good question i couldn't 100 percent say but i would imagine it is someone would have to chime in with a comment if the mirror ledge is still there but it it should be it should be i'm gonna be in new york in about a month i i
0: might look (laughs) on location in my
1: head (laughs) now it's gonna be in my head
0: you have a segment where you're on location yeah 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 (laughs) but the the videos that you've been making are honestly why i hit you up because you for anyone who hasn't seen them you've been making these videos talking about like little snippets of time and people within bmx like you did one on scotty and it's escaping me the other people but the one scotty's the one that jumps out to me now and and you're kind of just like featuring these people in a quick segment educating so i just want to hear like where that came from yeah and like um, just about you, it
1: yeah yeah it's it, it, like to be honest to uh, very honestly it's not fully thought out there's a there's a there's a few things though, but I'll give it to you. So, uh, for a while I've been posting uh, like every once in a while I'll post like old clips because I you know, for, first of all it's fun. Every once in a while I find an old hard drive and I think like oh I should just put this out you know, mm-hmm. and especially stuff like Mirror right. But then when you look at Mirror, the the kind of heartbreaking part and the the honest to God shitty part of it is you're remembering someone that I I wish we could remember while they were still here you yeah. know. So then it just started clicking in my head like oh you know I I. I have all these different, like you said, too, like a wild resume of different people and, and errors. So it's like, I'm like, i oh, it'd be cool to put some of this out. But I don't have like a, I don't have this shit very well uh, documented. Like, like there's, it is really like boxes of tapes. And then mm-hmm. there's a bunch of hard drives that some of the stuff's been transferred on. And then recently I was using one of those services with like my old, old VHS tapes. Cause every time I try to transfer them myself, the, the, the VCRs are breaking and the, the tapes are a little shitty, so I've been sending them into a place, but it's a little pricey So I do like 10 tapes at a time and I've done like 30 uh, no probably about 45 tapes now But so now I have all these different like different eras So they're sporadic like so for instance those, those videos you're talking about I Shot like I did all that on a Sunday night, you know, I just mm-hmm. not not the whole editing But just definitely the speaking and I just based on like a folder of different clips I had and it worked out kind of nice because it was a you know, it's like it was like Rick Thorne, who's like one era, and then Scotty, completely different time frame, and yeah. then this one John Heaton gap, and then just fuck with Fudger a little bit with two slams <laughs> You know, so yeah. it's, just like, it's just like jumping around, which I think is nice, too, because like, you know, for me, go, getting into BMX in the first place, like I, I started as a Flatlander, and when I started, everything was very segmented more so. Right? Like if you rode flat, you rode flat, and you hung out like at a flat spot. You didn't hang out the ramps. You know, mm-hmm. it just it wasn't the way it was. There wasn't so much like, Uh, it wasn't mixed together as much and then slowly over the years with street riding I'd say things converged a little more and riders just hung out with riders maybe maybe more so back then I don't know you could make the argument both ways But but I always liked that there was like different people and then styles and things that I would never like give a shit to ride But other people do you know? Yeah So like I love that like the differences in the people and the styles and how they how they do their thing because it really is like to me that's what makes bmx awesome and to me that's also what made videos awesome back in the day while you know you, you, your favorite guy might be van holm and mine might be garrett burns right mm-hmm. but then that little devil video is great for both of us you know so that, yeah. that type of thing you know
0: yeah and it would seem that with everything you've done you will have a literal endless catalog for as long <laughs> as you uh want to do them if i keep those videos around 45 seconds to a minute
1: i could probably do it for a very long time
0: (laughs) yeah and and have you thought about uploading those as like shorts on youtube
1: yeah yeah actually it's funny a couple people have hit me up and they've even asked like where's your youtube channel it's funny because i like, I wasn't thinking in those terms so much at first. And 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 one thing I was going to do is, like, I, I don't know if, like, I used to do this thing called the Big Big big, big BMX oh, show. Oh, we're
0: going to talk about it. Okay.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but, 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 like, I was I was actually thinking about doing some new ones, but I was like, ah, oh, I don't know if I have the time to commit to all of it. And then also, like, you know, it's, like, to be honest, like, I'm an older guy, so I feel like, who the fuck wants to see this old man talking about someone else's tricks? But if I'm talking about old school stuff, it's kind of like, it's age fitting, age appropriate. I should yeah. say, you know. So it's so for me, it's like, and I can I can roll that stuff right off my tongue, and you know, what I mean, I know, and 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 it sounds really silly, but if you've ever seen the Chappelle show and they had the Charlie Murphy real Hollywood stories. Oh yeah, they, they were like one of my favorite ideas of all times, and I just think more people should jump on that. And like, I don't think that I'm anywhere nearly as good as them, but I I, I like the idea that you can give out a tidbit that no one knew. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like super fun. Because even just like the John Heaton Gap one the other day, just the idea of like, oh, he fucking ate shit on this thing and said he was going to do it and came back and did it. And we have those two moments. Like, that's cool. You know? Right. Like, if I can, whenever I can find that type of stuff, that's what I want to put out there.
0: Yeah, dude. You should, if, even if you don't like make it a formal YouTube channel or anything, you should just upload it as a short and let it live on YouTube too. Because Instagram buries everything, you can't search for it. Yeah, and you know, but the other the other thing with Instagram that was is driving me nuts is,
1: I I'd actually rather these things as posts because of the archiving, mm-hmm. but not as people as people see it right right so, like, exactly. That's a, that's a rough thing. Like I like I want I I don't care about, I I don't care how many fucking likes I get on, it, but I want more people to see it. That's for sure. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, but if I put it on a post, I can I can I can see very clearly like. When I put a post up, uh, how much less numbers it really sees versus a reel, because a reel goes through so many other people's pages, right?
0: Right. Yeah. It's exactly how Instagram is structured these days. And you can make it show up as in your like profile grid, but it yeah. doesn't, it's not the same thing. It's so. not the same thing.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I struggle with that because I also don't want to like, you know I, I don't mind uploading it to other places i mean for youtube it could be cool because then maybe i could string like a few of them together after i have a few and that's a little bit more interesting right because yeah. like it depends i guess
0: well what i'm gonna say is if you're gonna do the an episode of the big big bmx show we should do like a segment that i put in like the thing i do that will introduce <laughs> like bring it together i i not i don't really... I'm
1: down. No, i'm down for something like that too look here, here's another thing because Back in the day when I did that, like I, I did that 100 percent myself, and every once in a while someone would kind of help me with it, but really that was like me in an apartment doing it all myself. And I'm sure you understand because I do oh, yeah. seem to be very one man army. Yep. But like you know, it's like and it's like it's great and it's fun, but it, it does get like if you don't have someone else to lean on or to work with, it just starts becoming like uh, it's, it's a it's, it's a little a job yeah and especially when it's like you know I, I, it would be great if I paid the bills but it doesn't so it's like you know it's for fun so it, then it becomes like oh well, I'll get to it next week and then next week becomes three weeks and then suddenly you're off schedule you know so as long yep. as I can commit to like a good schedule I would, I would I, there's a good consideration for it I would say
0: all I'm saying is I would love to just have one thing and, and that's why i do them live now is that i used to produce it where i would write out all my notes on yeah, the, yeah. the whole page and then i would go through that was the night before then the next morning i would record it and then i would edit it and get it all done to have it done by friday at 3 yeah. 30 and then i realized one day oh i'll just watch the videos and then talk about them directly after instead of talking about everything at once and then one day it was like Wait a minute, idiot! Do it live, and you don't have to edit anything. <laughs> that is actually better, I think, because because I, because
1: I, I, like what you just described is like giving me flashback nightmares, and I didn't yeah. mind doing it, but like I'm sure I'm sure you know, like I don't know what it is, but when you write these things out and then you go to say them, sometimes when you hear it back, you're like, oh, that's wrong. So you start seeing something different than what you wrote. And it creates this like brain fart where you get stuck on things. What did I say? Oh no. How did I introduce this? What did I do? And at least live, it's just like, you got to keep going no matter what. If you completely Mm. fuck it up, you just have to come out with, you have to end the sentence somewhere, you
0: know? Yep. And you have no choice and, and it's helped a lot. And it's turned a, (laughs) like an entire day's worth of work into, I take 20 minutes to, type out everything i'm going to talk about and put it in the order and then i do it live in 20 minutes after i take an hour to watch all the videos so it's like that's way better yeah two hours of work and to from being like a whole eight hours worth of doing stuff
1: yeah it is amazing it is amazing how that works
0: yeah but the big big bmx show is definitely something i wanted to bring up to talk about because like i me and you are like the only people who did it for a consistent length of time and you use the green screen you talk about videos and it was kind of a similar thing it's just i don't know it's cool cool to me
1: thanks yeah well it's it's a funny thing too because like when i first did it and this isn't to talk shit on people who said it but like so many random people would come up to me and go like oh you know i thought of that too and i'm like yeah i didn't think of it anyway because it was on tosh.0 first and there's probably five other clip shows before mm-hmm. that it's like all i did was say like oh i'll do it in bmx you know same, same as everyone right so it was yeah. always weird. people kind of came up like to make it a point of being like that was an original like yeah i know that <laughs> like right. it's really not the thing but i always thought you know, the, the Big Big Mac show, to me, the, the only bummer is I wish I could have done more with it because I, I do think there's something cool about aggregating a bunch of things online into one place, you know, yeah. because I think for all of us, even the people who we, we know, tons of people online, we're, we're following all the different sites, it's still hard to see it all, you know. Like, I'll just talk to someone. Like, like I could talk to, like, Biz is, is a great example. If I If I talk to Biz, he'll tell me something that I just didn't see. Because yeah. he sees everything, you know, yep. and then and I'm just like shit. Like there is no place for that anymore, and that was that's kind of like one of the biggest bummers about like magazines in a sense being gone. Not so much the physical paper of it, but I think that sucks too. But like the fact that we don't have a place that just aggregates everything, you know, like so we yeah. can kind of see it all in one place. I know like our BMX is doing that to a degree, and this this places, but it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't feel the same as much anymore. It,
0: yeah, Maybe,
1: it's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just older
0: no you're absolutely right it's definitely not the same thing there's only one website out there right now that's literally just posting like everything and and it's bmx union he's literally kurt at bmx union will literally post everything and he's got like five other jobs i don't know how he does it
1: yeah, and yeah. That it's a big thing. You definitely have to be committed,
0: you know. And that, oh, yeah. which is,
1: you know, it's a, it's definitely it. It goes back to the old old question of is is a sport or a lifestyle. It's definitely a lifestyle, you know, oh, with yeah. sport, you know. Yeah,
0: depending on who you are, it definitely is a lifestyle, and more for those people who it's a lifestyle. It's just an obsession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It is. Cause, dude,
1: I, I, like, I struggle with this now because, like. My, my job has nothing to do with BMX necessarily right but then mm-hmm. like but like I can't believe all these years later, like honest to God Like I can't believe all these years later after making tons of BMX videos after to be part of the industry for years like I still want to do it like making those videos like I, I, I Don't care about if I get a free t-shirt from a company anymore, although although that's nice Always if anyone wants to DM me
2: but, but You know, <laughs>
1: but but I don't that's not the you know, that's not where it is anymore, right? Yeah. Like it really is like I just want to share this shit I want people to see it. Like I thought, it was fucking awesome. That homeboy, I can't even think of his name now. Now I feel bad. Uh, mountain biker, BMXer, who just he jumped off the same gap that Hino ga- jumped off of. You probably know. God, are you talking? Just has name. God, I don't know. Really good mountain biker from Southern California. He does all these huge gaps. He's a BMX dude first. Fuck, I can't think of his name. Dylan Stark. i a now because I because I even mentioned him in the post of Hino jumping off. It's Hino off of that the roof onto that big brick brick bank.
0: Are you talking about Dylan Stark? Dad, yeah, thank you god I'm so dumb. <laughs> i said it Bill, twice like, yeah, you've had
1: him on you've had him on
0: no I, I haven't but
1: wait you haven't uh-uh why did i think you did or maybe i just watched something with him maybe and i thought I it was should.
0: Good. what's that You said maybe i should
1: <laughs> yeah i mean maybe but my point is like like he just did this thing that like kind did a long time ago completely different setups anyway with mountain bikes but but yeah. like like, you know, some people would look at that as like, you know, like there's different ways to look at it Let's just say that but I thought it was awesome And then when I saw that I was like fuck I want to put the Hino thing out because I also want people to know that 22 years ago Someone did that on a BMX bike with no shots. Absolutely. That's fucking bananas, you know, and no yep. gear like not You know, I, I won't get into the helmet conversation because I think that's everyone's personal preference, right? Mm-hmm. But like like, you know, Hino wasn't gonna wish helmets on street back then, right? Because it just that was just the era of no way, you know for that yeah. stuff and like and like you know, there's so much more of a risk. And it was like, and we were there like very scrappy. We didn't have extra people. We didn't get a car inside the gate. We were like, I mean, there's so many things that could have gone wrong with that whole deal. Not to mention, it was only one camera, so it was like, oh, I could miss this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which was really terrifying. That's
0: terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, and that that want to do it that's driven by your love for BMX is what I recognized in the videos you were making that made me want like i want i need to talk to glenn i need well, to talk you. to I him as i feel like when you the, having people who are who still have that much passion and love for bmx after being in it for so long it's like there's a there's a small group of us that are that way and we are all like we're all buddies you know like yeah, we, I, I agree with that yeah absolutely and uh damn it, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just think it's no. no but I just wanted I'll, to talk I'll about follow,
1: it. I'll follow, up, I'll follow up
0: for you because, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing
1: too because like, in one sense, it's like when I hear you say it, I'm like, well, how can anyone not? Because like, yep. I, I definitely, I've seen some dudes get raw deals as far as like, you know, their sponsors and just, you know, getting screwed over by companies and things like that. But at the same time, like, Outside of that industry shit and that's the other interesting thing I think when you when you walk away from the industry side of the business side of it, which is hard sometimes too But like when you do it's like oh, this is just at it at its heart a really amazing thing Like I know I'm a smarter person because I rode BMX like that's that's the best way I to quit like yeah, you know and not that I'm a genius But I know my life is so much better because of it like I met people in different countries and you know And and Mm -hmm. that spoke different languages and I learned different cultures and I learned just even just just dealing with different people in the states It was just a big thing right, you know, think about even just racers kids who go on the weekends like instead of just staying in their town Now they're going you know three states over and they're meeting people in another place and they're getting this these experiences like that stuff You can't you can't substitute that kind of life experience, you know, and then and then on top of it You know, sneaking into a school, avoiding cops and security guards, and and all that stuff on top of it, or finding spots. Now, you know, like Jeff Z always says, black rainbows. You know, you see wall ride spots. Everyone knows when there's a wall ride spot because we know the markings, right? It's like tribal. It's the best.
0: Yep. And, uh, God damn it, the chat's distracting me. We we gotta (laughs) talk later about whether or not you still ride. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that that love for it and everything that how can you not attitude, and I think you're gonna probably relate to this, led to a, if I don't do it, who will attitude, when it comes to videos. Like, yeah. like if I don't cover this thing, or I don't go to this jam, and I don't film whatever happens, and no one else is gonna do it, and that means, while yes, it's amazing to live in the moment, it's also amazing, 15 years later to go back and watch these videos from these events or this day. And I just felt a responsibility personally from like a long time ago, even before I had this YouTube channel to document this stuff so that other people could see it later. Do you, does that sound you relate with at all?
1: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think especially when I started, because I can honestly say that, with the exception of props, which I, like I, I knew who props were, the guys at props, but I didn't know that they were making money doing it. Right. Mm. So like when when I, when I first started shooting, like let's say the New the New York contest at Malali, I just wanted other people to see them. That's yeah. all I cared about. You know, the 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 happy kind of like byproduct of that was it led to kind of a career in video, but which was amazing. But. But it wasn't the plan there was no plan there at all. It was like oh, I need people to see this right and then, and then same thing actually very Honestly with the big big BMX show it was like it was like an idea I had and I tried to explain it to a couple people and they weren't really hearing it And, yeah. and it was just like I just remember it was like right after a, a Christmas break. I was just like, I'll just shoot this shit myself I know I could do it and I just did an episode and I was so scared when the first one went up, right? Because yeah prior to that I probably only spoke on camera two or three times and put it online and that was in the bmx boards days and i don't i don't know if you remember that but that was all anonymous chat so that was like yeah. brutal brutal as fuck like it was the most brutal shit of all time yeah so people say the rudest meanest things that to this day i still remember some of the comments
0: you know no holding back
1: no none none
0: none and that's i mean that's part of where like my bmx news thing came from too is that like There were people who were doing it sporadically. There was a couple different channels that had people who would talk about BMX news, but then I would watch every single one of them. Like they'd miss one week, then another, then another, then it's two months between things. And I was like, at a time where I'm trying to like grow my stuff and like just do everything I can and post every single day. I was like, what's an easy thing I can do to get a video? I was like, well, we'll talk about the news. And then that responsibility to if I don't do it, who else will kicked in? So I've literally done, I just checked the date. The first one I ever did was December 29th of 2017. And I've missed okay. like only a couple Fridays in that entire period of time.
1: Wow, that's impressive. I, I didn't go that far. Cause I actually, I had the gap, even in the first few weeks I had the gap some because just cause of trips and things like that. But yeah, that's really impressive.
0: It, it's just like, As you're saying, you just want people to see it, and you want people to be able to come to this one place and aggregate everything together, so that so that things can go out there. And that's essentially like the BMX, the big BMX show was that to a degree.
1: Wanted it to be, but yeah, but I agree, and I think it's still so important. I think BMX right now BMX does seem to need more of that because it's the only way that the industry can kind of get a foothold again, right? Mm Because otherwise, it's always sporadic and it's like. You know how do you start a new company and really get noticed now because you can't even jump in with the big guys because there's no place to jump in with them really right you are yeah. jumping into the world which is like too big you know you need to jump into like a BMX world but what is that right I, I it's hard to you know I get to, it
0: and yeah. even doing that if you're just gonna jump into I'm gonna make BMX stuff now that immediately means one you're gonna have catalog parts as your only parts because <laughs> you didn't start with an idea that you had to create a unique thing. Right. So like that makes it even harder in itself. Yeah. So like, but then you take a look at the, if you do have a unique idea and create something, how insanely difficult it is to do that today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's almost,
1: it seems almost impossible because I will say i flip slipped through a lot of Instagram and I see so many things that I'm like, Oh man, like, like I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought of that. Nope. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just not the case everything's been done in some way, shape, or form, but you can always make it somewhat unique, I guess.
0: You know? Oh, definitely. It's just it's hard. And yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely hard. And uh, I talked with uh, Robbie and Ronnie, and I did an interview with both of them. And Robbie straight up said, "Like 2022 is going to be a survival year for people." So that's another thing that makes it even harder.
1: Yeah, yeah. That... Oh, that's scary when you hear him say it because, you know, you, you would imagine his company doesn't have to worry too much about survival, right? It, with yeah. the popularity, you would think, oh, that's not really even affecting him, but it does make sense that it would, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but back to the big, big BMX show. Yeah, yeah. So, so you did all of it from an apartment uh, and you did several seasons of it, but how... I don't know, how did your mindset work when it came to going into that? <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it was a couple things, right? Like, it was always important to me that when we did it, we, we gave something away because I did like that format and I thought that that was fun. Mm-hmm. It also, it engaged comments, like, because then everyone, ultimately everyone's cheating, right? Because, like, it's like, the, the it was always, like, three questions and then once the first four or five people got it, everyone just cut and pasted it down, Oh, yeah, right? yeah. But it was also nice to see people try and every once in a while you get people who just didn't care and they write like stupid answers which are probably my favorite answers of all time probably should just gave someone the free parts from that but like but like it was it was it really was all about give back because it was like first thing it was like it was a way of saying like all right let's like aggregate a few things together but i always wanted to throw in a random which which gets hard right because Mm -hmm. like you you you're always like even though you know, everyone bitches about the Instagram algorithms, I will too, but we all have our own algorithms, right? We have our set, like, friends and the people we communicate with the, the most. And it's I'm sure even for you doing this, it's hard to get outside of the circle that you know, right? Because, you know, it's just like, and, and, and really bringing that spread out. So it, when, I always tried to focus on that because then it always made me kind of go another place. And it was good. The good part about with doing it with Vital was the guy over there that did advertising, Todd Toth, he was he was very excited about. It, so he'd always try to bring in new sponsors, which it in a in a way also brought in kind of a new angle, right? Because yeah.
2: like
1: like I I think Snafu sponsored one when Alienation. Was, um, yeah, well Alienation was yeah, Alienation's you know what's funny about Alienation? I was just thinking about this. So Rob Morgan was a good friend of mine, you yeah. know, when, when he had sponsored it, but at the same time, I I had taken a tour and shot in the alienation. Well, Sun Ring. Uh, sorry, I, I shot Sun Ringlay one time, but I had known the In Alienation guys through Zach. that. So, like, I yeah. always had known about them. You know what I mean? So, like, from back like filming the Streeties, like going way far back. You know? Ooh. So, like, yeah. So, like, so, like, it's funny. Like, I always like knew what that company was, but but exactly that. And then that always gave the opportunity of someone else that I wouldn't normally put in for whatever reason to be in, which I I like that. You know? what, yeah. what I Yeah. Mean? Because I think it's like, it's a little maniacal for anyone to think like, oh, I know everything in BMX. Like, you know, I, I think the more you scratch the surface, the more you realize there's these other facets of different people. And it's always changing. So it's, you know, that it, it never ends, really.
0: Yeah. And so one thing that exists now that didn't exist at the time of doing the big, big BMX show is Instagram and social media and everyone yeah. being able to like, you go on Instagram and you're going to see a thousand things that you will never see on any of these media websites from people that you've never heard of before. So yeah. like, that's something I haven't even like tried to delve into. Yeah, no, it's trippy. And then I'm, I'm sure you know this, cause there's a bunch of us that
1: are like this. I think a lot of people ride for a while on this. It's like you literally know who someone is just by them. Their riding style. Like, you can yeah. watch a video and see someone drop in on a ramp, and you're like, oh, that's so and so. But it's funny to me now scrolling through Instagram because every once in a while I see someone do something, I'll be like, oh, that's so and so. And I'm like, wait a second, that guy hasn't ridden in five years. That can't be so and so. And then I'm like, oh shit, that's a new person, you know? Which is like, yeah, to your point, exactly it. There's just so many new people. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. And, and good, and good, really good new people. <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's, incredible to see all of the random people which is i think is an awesome thing about that our bmx clips thing that they've been doing is that yeah. it's, it's like all these random people that you're seeing doing like the dude who did the nose manual up the stairs everybody saw that crazy. <laughs> but like who was that guy before like i had no idea who that was and then he did that and it was like the entire bmx world was like
1: whoa this dude's yeah. wild and all like all i when i saw that clip all i could think was I can't believe no one's done that before. Not taken away from that person. But that just seems like something someone would have accidentally done mm. and then redid, you know? But not. Nah, like It's amazing. You don't think there's new things, but there always is. It never never
0: stops, you know? Yeah, I think that's probably how everything new ends up being. Is like there's always going to be somebody who's like, I can't believe that never happened before. It's <laughs> yeah, just, it yeah. seems so obvious. Yeah. Uh, so now that you've let the cat out of the bag of potentially filming another big big bmx show we should yeah. we should hold you to that for like at least one this year ah i know see that so i'll tell you the truth though i have this thought
1: about it and if i do it it's gonna be uh, it's a few you know like 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 a minimum of three because it has to be a series like i wouldn't do i don't want to do one off because i did that I did that on 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 uh, note like the, the come up at one point with that twenty mm-hmm. two, and I really it really bothered me that we only did one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like and it was just, it wasn't no one's fault. It was really just timing because I think he was down, but it was just like ah, it just didn't work out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I did it, it has to be like, you know, it's like I'm I'm gonna go into it like it's a trilogy, like at least three three or something. You know.
0: Well, I mean, you could even take an approach of doing something like what you're doing now but with new stuff where you're like, Oh, this crazy thing happened. It's a, a minute long clip. And then at the end of the week, I'm making more work for you, but you put, <laughs> or the end of the month or whatever you put them together. And then there's your video. Like,
1: no, yeah, you're totally right. I totally could. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I, 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 I have a lot of different thoughts on formatting and everything because, because to your point, exactly. It was, it was different then because it was like pulling web clips, which were all YouTube and Vimeo at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, pulling it it would be I, I would imagine 99% of it would just come from Instagram there'd be no reason to go anywhere else yeah. but but like so so to me that makes an Instagram platform right there but then there's that whole thing of post versus reels because if I'm if you make it you know I would try to make those things as short as possible but they would just always inherently go like five to ten minutes you know yeah which and when you think of a five to ten minute video now it's like you know when you go to click on that you're like I don't Watch five
2: minutes of anything, <laughs> you know.
1: Although you'll, you know, you'll sit and watch a movie or a TV show, but you don't watch videos that long, right? So I don't know. So there's a little bit of something I want to work out there. And then vertical, you know, that's another thing I, I like. If if it's everyone's gonna see it on a phone, so it might as well be vertical format. Square, mm-hmm. square, square would be okay too. But that, I would definitely lean towards that. Even though, obviously, I come from a very traditional, well, really, I come from square format, four by three anyway. So it's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah oh dude i'll tell you i mean i'm sure you fell that way too the first times if you ever film vertically like if you film a bmx thing vertically dude it feels wrong oh
1: yeah it's so hard because you have to be so backed up now and everything to get the whole bike and the scene in and you definitely because even with those videos i just doing i want to zoom in more on some of them but you just you can't get Mm in there you just miss pieces of it so you gotta bring it back and i hate putting a little square in the center of everything sometimes you know do like
0: split screen and stuff yeah, yeah.
1: which is cool but it's not like it's not the best
0: yeah I, but i'm gonna keep pushing for the youtube side of that because it's the, with the shorts and then it also lives as something that can be searched out it and you can make uh i think you can even do like series and like put designated as like a certain episodes of series on there
1: Oh really? Yeah. No, I've never really messed with. It. All right, I'm gonna look. Now you're making me think about
0: this. So this Dang. is gonna. This is gonna. I'll
1: look at it a little bit more.
0: That's what I like to hear. Uh, <laughs> before talking more about video stuff, though, uh, you mentioned before we went live that there's a mini ramp where you work now, and that you try to ride yeah. it. So I take it you do ride still. So let's hear about yeah,
1: that. Yeah. 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 I definitely still ride, and I think it's it's interesting because I think like with riding, it's weird because. I don't know that I'll ever know that I stopped because of the gaps in between, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, so, like, I I just, what, four years ago? Yeah, no, three, three, four years ago, I bought a custom, I got a custom standard made. I got a, it was Trail Boss Geometry with a Shaman frame, basically, because it was, like, the Shaman frame was probably one of my favorite frames that standard ever did, so I just thought it'd be cool to have that now, you know, like, as, like, my last bike, so to speak. Um, And I thought, I'll get from standard, because standard was such a big part of, like, me kind of coming up and standard was a company i just looked up to so much when i started riding so yeah it made made so much sense um but yeah i still ride i i I ride a lot by myself like i go there's a couple little skate parks i'll hit in the morning but i definitely not every day i get on like tangents right like i'll have a week where i ride like every morning for you know for like four or five days and then then like work comes up and then it's like two three weeks where i don't you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely not the same as it used to be and uh and I'm basically always just relearning stuff I used to do kind of but and I don't try as hard because I I really don't want to get hurt anymore but I do like but it's funny because sometimes I like I like drive myself nuts I'll be like oh I should go try something tomorrow but at the same time if I go to a little skate park over here and I just pump around manual some stuff like honest to god I'm so happy like yeah. I, I like I'm just I'm just good like so it doesn't even matter you know like I I think about more beforehand and afterwards but while I'm actually doing it, yeah, I'm hundred percent a rider. You know what I mean? But like, but like it's such a, everything else around it's like weird. And then the mini here is awesome, but I, like I, well, I was telling you beforehand, we have a, at my company, my boss built a five foot mini, which is fucking sick. And we have another rider that works here. His name's Andrew Persing and Andrew, Andrew's probably watching this actually probably watching it live, but he'll definitely watch it afterwards too. But uh, shout out to Andy. So Andy's been riding it. And then we got this girl that skates here too. So she's been dropping in, which is nice. And I'll, I'll get on it some days. I haven't gotten on it in a couple weeks now, but I, I plan to get back on it soon. Start doing some morning sessions before work. And we have showers here too, which is nice. So if I get super sweaty, I can just go Oh, back
0: that's perfect.
2: But,
1: but no one would even care if I was sweaty here. They wouldn't even know. I have a small office, so
0: <laughs> I have a buddy who, uh, he kind of fell out of riding for a while, but has gotten back into it. And one thing he said that was seemed pretty cool to me is that he's like stoked getting back into riding because he's like relearning all that stuff like you said but it's like he's learning it again and it's making bmx fun to like learning these tricks even if he's learning them for a second time which i thought was cool
1: Yeah, and dude, it's like the big the big BMX bikes right like the 26 inches and all that shit Mm -hmm. Like you know some people there's a lot of mixed emotions on that obviously (laughs) but like but like what I'll say is like especially because I've seen it around my neighborhood like I'll see someone on one of Those bikes and it's a guy that's like my age or a little older and and they're fucking psyched Like you just see them like skidding at the corner and shit and you can't hate on that like that's so dope like Like, this guy probably rode BMX. Maybe he was good. Maybe he had nothing to do with it. Maybe he, you know, maybe he just always wanted to ride BMX. I don't know. But, like, the guy just whips the corner, and I'm just, like, I'm in my car, like, oh, that's fucking sick, you know? Like, that makes me happy. So, it's, like, I can only imagine, like, the joy it rebrings people. And then going out on those rides, like, anyone who's ever done any city ride ever in their life knows how much fun that is when you have a large group of people and you're stopping traffic, you know? So, it's, like... You can't that that feeling can't be beat. So I see these things. I'm like, ah, oh, they're fucking awesome I should probably go to some of them. But that stuff. I just never end up I always see the dates like after it happened. I never really see it beforehand. You know,
0: that's that Instagram algorithm for you
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> showing totally you the true. post four days Dude, I'll later see a
1: post and I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, oh wait, I'm off this weekend. I'm totally going. And then it's like, oh, that was last weekend. Fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god rollback rob just gave the best idea ever (laughs) what's that bmx legends where are they now that would be great listen
1: all right so that's yeah that's a great idea actually i'll just say that is a really really good idea i think there's there's a there's probably a few that could be incredible that would definitely need help because there's some digging up because like Rat Boy would be one of the big ones in my Ooh, mind yeah. because everyone, and, and I already know there's a very interesting story I know Montana Ricky talks to him all the time so like I know there's like a, I know there's like ways to find these people but, yeah. but also at the same time you know I, I, you'd want to do it justice right because that's the other thing it's, it's got to be done right and if no one's putting money behind that's okay that doesn't mean it can't be done it just still means it has to be done with like the right thought right
0: yeah but
1: that's a good idea
0: yeah i mean even people like rat boy and like troy mcmurray and all these names that are legends who are fucking killing it now yeah i was was just looking at his instagram like two days ago i was like jesus christ this guy still
1: moves really good like he's fucking sick
0: and but even then like the legends who had never like faded at all like nyquist do a where's where's nyquist now video even though everybody already knows where he is dude i'm telling you
1: that, that's one of the people i would definitely say like you can never like you know you talk about people who are just like people say like oh underrated nyquist could easily be one of the most underrated riders of all times because of what you just said because he's hanging in a young man's sport and oh, he's yeah. and he's by he's not just hanging like he's not like scraping in the back he can still walk into a contest and kill it if he puts down his best stuff against anyone else's best stuff yep he's, he's gonna do well you know and he's still like he's still so good like because you still see like a lot of originality within like i mean he he posts on those ramps every day and it's like you see different shit every day it's oh, un- yeah. unbelievable
0: you know yeah sometimes like you never know what he's gonna be doing every yeah yeah nyquist is awesome that's one of my favorite people and that's a that's like another person like
1: there's a person that I could probably do like four or five posts on,
0: easy.
2: Yeah.
1: Like right
0: there, you know? God, I love it. And it uh, the love for BMX is infectious. I love it. It's no, so yeah, and it should be like right. And that, you know, that's an interesting
1: thing you say too, because that, that happens with the people. Because you don't always realize it, but someone like Nyquist, you might just talk to Nyquist, see him at a contest or something, and you'll have a very casual conversation, but you don't get into this deep level of like, oh, how much you love BMX or anything. Mm-hmm when you really talk to a dude like that, like he like he loves it more than you think. You know what I mean? You just think, oh, he executes and he's good and he's cool and he could do dope shit. But no, he has like the same nerd love for BMX that we all do, you know, which is like also infectious. When, when you hang out and film with someone like that, it's great because you'll see him even try it. Like he'll start thinking, oh, you know, it'd be cool. What if I did this? What if I did that? Oh, you know, and he'll definitely like brainstorm on his own riding, which you, you would automat. you would normally think a guy like that oh he's got it all dialed in you know you would think like he's already got planned out but it's yeah. not really the case you know he's vibing off of you too you know
0: oh yeah yeah we rode it uh woodward west and did uh a couple different doubles things and he's like sat in a toothpick and i sat in one of my ice picks and then he spun the bars for me while i was in the ice pick and he was in the... it's just and yeah. you know, you're like going back and forth it's it's fun like that uh these more legend names popping up. You do one on Hamilton, DMC.
1: DMC would be a great
0: one. Hamilton, I never filmed with that much, but
1: I knew Steve good. I filmed one time we went there, we were in the middle of a trip and we went and saw him. But and I've bumped into him in a lot of different trips because of the animal guys. But Hamilton's not a guy I like film with, so that that's another weird thing. Like, and I, I would talk about anyone, but at the same time, like, I always try to keep it to the people I actually met and did stuff with because I also think yeah. you got to keep it real to some degree. But but I I don't I I totally agree that I mean Hamilton's another anomaly. Look at this dude; he's still like putting out like crazy shit here and there, you know.
0: Oh yeah, and the on that note, it, that's where the passion comes from. Is that you have this footage of somebody and that you want to share. You have these experiences that make you want to share and talk about them, and I, I totally can relate to that because people give like ideas, and. There's certain times where I'm like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. Then I do it, and then there's other times where I'm like, don't give me an idea. It's my YouTube channel.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, it's it's,
1: it's a it's a weird thing because I will say this. Sometimes it feels like those ideas are coming from like, wait, what are you trying to tell me, right? But then, but but then, when you take a step back, I I think most of the time people just are so pumped or it's something they'd like to see, and so mm-hmm. it's it's definitely great. You know, it's great. Or the but the, but what always does suck is when you have part of an idea and someone gives you another part of that idea then you're like no 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 you're fucking up my foot train i was on to (laughs) something but you know but you know that's hey that's that's a good problem
0: to have i would say oh absolutely all of that is good problems to have for sure (laughs) uh so how did filming evolve throughout time for you i mean (laughs) i'm sure you didn't you know like have the same camera the entire time and like oh it's an interesting,
1: it's an interesting thing, because I'll say this: God bless everyone who still wants to shoot on like the, the, the Sony's and shit, or any
2: <laughs>
1: because I certainly do not ever. Because yeah.
2: like,
1: they just those fucking things have burned me so many times. Like never again. I love digital format, but yeah, for me, BMX was all right. So uh, the uh, you'll you'll you will enjoy this. This is a good tidbit of information. The first computer I bought for editing was a Mac uh, Beige G3. And the first hard drive, external hard, internal hard drive, because they didn't even make really external, the externals worked differently then. It was an internal drive that had to be put in by the shop and it was $10,000 for 10 gigabytes.
2: Oh period. my God! That great.
1: So think about that. Ten gigabytes, like you know, when you think about like what your phone or some shit has. So the first videos I ever made, which were on that, w- which was actually not the first videos I made, but it was the first first videos I made on that, which domination was one of them. That was, <clears throat> you could only put about three minutes at a time on it. So you'd put that off onto a digital tape and then edit all the sections together. So it was like it was super complex, right? And then Whoa. something like and then something like domination was shot on mini dv tapes a couple vhs c tapes a couple hi 8 tapes so you know and then for me i started shooting on vhs then it moved to hi 8 then it moved to digital tapes and then to cards right so that was the yeah. more or less my my evolution you know and then when i first made videos they came out only on vhs uh, then then dvds came out but dvds took a long time so even like the first few ride videos i did didn't come out on dvd only that best, bu- well, it was the comp- some company that supplied like Best Buy and Tower Records when mm-hmm. they were still around. Uh, industry and ri- industry rhythm and I think Basics all came out on DVD in those stores, but like th- this this deal was so backdoor like I didn't even get a copy, you know, yeah. like like but my mom bought a copy, you know, like that's how it was. Like I never even real like I would go when I was traveling. I would stop at best buys or tower records and i'd look for them and i'd find them in stores so i know they made a lot of them and it sounded like they sold a lot of them but i don't i never knew much of that back back door you know a the, the back end money stuff on that back then anyway
0: yeah that ten thousand dollars for 10 gigabytes and when you say you could only do three minutes at a time oh. is that because it was filling the 10 gigabytes
1: yeah yeah ten like at that time if you if you digitize some clips and you had to be very specific about what you digitize it ain't like now you know where now you could just throw in pieces of stuff now you yeah. had to like put in what you wanted so you had to think a little bit ahead when you're editing more so than now and then yeah but like i had to finance that that was um that was a rough one you know what i mean and wow. then like so so my first the first few videos i made uh were were paying for the equipment that i eventually used put it mm. that way right like so like so like you know like one of my like domination my deal with Rick was like ultimately was for a camera mm. you know but a couple of things I'd done before that all the money went towards this financing of this uh, the hard drive which was like I, I don't remember what it was but I think it was like I think somehow it all worked out it was like 160 bucks a month for like several years so like it was like it was like a pain. It's in a the car. Ass, you know? <laughs> and yeah, it was. It was like financing a car for me. I didn't. I didn't even own a car at that
0: exact time so oh, yeah oh my god that's so wild uh could the computer handle editing it very well or did it well down? yeah yes
1: and no so that was on an early version of premiere so before final cut even came out and that early version of premiere would be i i mean like you you would if it, the props guys know this better than anyone but you'd render a section and it, you just leave it for the night, you know, it'd be yeah. like cause usually t- like a three minute section would be about like it could be anywhere between 15 to 20 hours. So oh. like you, you would edit and then you'd render it and then the next morning you watch it and there might be a glitch in it and then you just have to re-render. And that's oh all you could do. Gosh. So like the process was the process was crazy back then because you just were always up at night. You were always rendering overnight. Like if you missed your render window and you tried to it edit it, was over. It was over. Yes.
0: You always had to like be on top of that man that's so crazy i i can't believe that it was i mean i can believe that it was like that but like i i know what that's like you know i mean did you did you ever like how long did it take you to have a computer that was capable of really handling what you were doing yeah i'll let you know when that happens (laughs) and the new
1: the new m1s are really good the m1 max yeah but but it's like even that it's like you know put it this way it's like you know I had a whole edit on there the other day for work that has like a bunch of 4k footage and I was like man this thing handles it really well yeah well a lot a lot of cameras are coming out six and 8k now we'll see how it handles that yep. you know, like it, it's just everything keeps getting better and you just always have to keep catching up which is just the way you know, I've just come to realize technology works that way and it's interesting because the early days would Not saying I have money now because it's not the case I'm just a grown-up with a bank account But that but like back then a camera was like your camera It was like yeah. Really more important than your bike because your bike you would swap out more than your camera, you know Your camera was like the camera forever. Yeah, now I look at cameras. as just like a piece of equipment, which is so different, right? like mm-hmm. it, it, Like I even bought uh, two years ago. I bought a shell of a Canon A1, which is an old Hi8 camera. It doesn't work anymore, but I just wanted to have it because that was like one of the first cameras I shot a lot with, and I just wanted it on a shelf. Unfortunately, I don't have it here, otherwise I'd show it, but I have it at home right now in my garage. But like, you know, just things like that, like the nostalgia for an old, you know, that camera's a piece of shit, but by today's standards, but back then it was like my i i worked at the post office for like six months to buy that camera
0: so it was like a big deal hey i get it man i mean literally since we're talking about all this and i haven't done anything with it yet my freaking my first like real video camera is sit right here
1: oh no way that's awesome it's a
0: one and this is how uh this is gonna make you feel old but this is the first real <laughs> like video camera i have which isn't even really real but it's a hard drive camera so it was when hard yeah, drive cameras
1: is, came it, out yeah but dude, uh, there was a time when when they started doing i had a i shot forever with some can i can't remember which one it was but it was a canon uh, tape camera but you you could also shoot to an external hard drive and i shot with that, that for a while i shot like a lot of 6.0 stuff on that and i shot a lot of primo nice try video on that one but a lot a lot of random ride stuff in there too but that when that first came out I was like blown away with the fact that it was digitally right there in my pack and I could just plug it in and edit immediately you know and then and then that's when it started realizing like oh shit like if the internet catches up to this this is gonna be crazy and it did you know then yeah it, did it. it was you know back at that time you take forever just to upload one clip but now you know obviously you could do anything so it's pretty cool in that sense
0: right it. I'm sitting here trying to find the camera I know that, I know exactly what you're talking about uh yeah it's it's wild how crazy things are these days and uh a really really good question just came up in like in the process of having to only be able to do three minutes at a time or even coming up through the uh later years did you ever like lose stuff like what's the worst lo- losing a clip story Oh, that's a, all right. So,
1: <laughs> I, interesting. So, really, the 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 worst stuff I ever did. I never really lost clips after, although there is one later in life. But I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But the worst thing was actually fucking up filming, right? Because oh. because people would session things, and you're constantly hitting the record button.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I'm sure everyone, anyone who's shot shot at a trails or a box jump has had this problem. You constantly record, stop, record, record and, and you get off off sequence. Yep. And you hit record and you're stopping it when you're supposed to be recording. So I, I did that on in Domination to Sandy Carson on a roof gap he did. And he was very nice about it. He I could see he, he never wanted to speak to me again at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I don't blame him. I remember being like Oh, I felt so just stupid and embarrassed. And, you know, and he's like one of the standard guys and I'm the new guy filming them. And I just he jumped this roof gap and I just fucked up and had to ask him to do it again. And then and then I'm I'm weird about shit like that. I, I was very clear, like, yo, I, if you don't want to do it, I, I just have to apologize because I don't I don't want to talk you into it. You know, I would never yeah. want to talk someone into one more try and then that be bad, you know. So right. like, I, I was like that shit is really I'm like a little superstitious that way and it's also just like I don't want to put down people no matter what the circumstances but he was like "Nah, I've done it before fuck it I'll do it and it was all good but then years and years later I do have one clip of all time only one clip that I'm still missing and this is only just this is more recent it's like in the last 12 years it's a Brian Kaczynski and I don't remember where we were but I was on a trip trip with him biz and rooftop and it might be Kansas City or something. And then he does like a feeble and there was a gap to a wall. So he does like a, a, a feeble outledge that he was able to gap like four feet to a wall ride, yeah. right. Yeah. And I was holding a bunch of clips for him because he was just figuring out what he, he was on a but I was filming something for rooftop and he was on a bunch of trips. So I was just holding clips for him. And I actually got a hard drive stolen. Like oh. it just disappeared with a with a oh fuck with this little iPad iPod, sorry. I, I did this with Nigel Sylvester. We did this uh, Gatorade uh, series of Gatorade videos, a whole bunch of But Gatorade had gifted us these really dope iPads with the uh, with this Gatorade insignia in it, and I was like, and that got stolen with it. So I had lost that clip, and I thought for sure I had it backed up somewhere, but it turned out I never did. I still look. I still, when I see drives that I was like, oh, I haven't looked at that drive in a few years. I still look for that clip, but that's yeah. the only clip, honestly, I've ever lost because I'm pretty much like back when hard drives were still expensive, I was pretty adamant about not deleting them. So I would yeah. just put them away. So generally I saved a lot of stuff and I still have all the tapes for everything. And I can see this now because it doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's gotta be way past any legal ramifications. But forever, Ride BMX wanted all the tapes back. And I told them uh, they're exactly where I left them, which was a fucking lie. I took every tape out of there. Because when I left Ride BMX, and this is nothing against the guys who worked there because it wasn't Ride. It was Transworld. There was a there was a function there was a faction of people at Transworld that were looking to sell off that a lot of that footage to like anyone they could. So including like these dumb clip shows and things Mm -hmm. like that, they were gonna and they were actually looking to like do weird shit. Like and again, this wasn't the ride people at all. This was just higher ups at Transworld. And this is when the company started falling apart. They were actually at one point I'd seen it where they wanted to like. Someone wanted to purchase Dave Mirror footage for something, but it wasn't one of his sponsors, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. So now you're just gonna use Dave Mirror in something. Dave Mirror ain't gonna get shit. The guy who filmed it ain't gonna get shit. Ride's just gonna take. Well, I mean, Ride's Transworld, whoever parent company was in charge, was just gonna take the shit. So I was just like, well, I was like, yeah, the, the tapes are where I left them, but I took them all. So I have all the tapes. <laughs> I have every tape for Ride. I, I, you know, they're not organized so great, but I kind of know what's what because they'll say some shit like they'll say heino is fucked and Hino is <laughs> fucked is the tape where he he does the wall ride over a wiener schnitzel because that was fucked you know and it's yeah. like I have, that's my my labeling system is kind of like that so no one else can ever really go through it and figure it out anyway but
0: <laughs> my god dude just the, all of the potential ideas that pop up with that kind of thing like you could sit there and you don't even have to do like film or edit anything. You just set it up so that you can like use the stuff I'm using, put it in the background, be like, all right, this is what we're looking at today and just play yeah. it.
1: No. And we, and we totally could. And a raw tape, some of the raw tapes would be amazing. Cause every once in a while there's a tape that will say like crazy tape. And generally a crazy tape is something cause you know, sometimes you went out with someone and you filmed on a whole tape and you only got one trick. Right. But yeah. sometimes you got like, Sometimes you went three or four different sessions and you got like six bangers on the tape, which is like those are the tapes you want to go through. Uh
2: huh.
0: But yeah, that's that stuff all exists. Wow, man, that's like peep That's the kind of stuff. My responsibility brain's kicking in. Like people need to see that. <laughs> no, to... I know. Trust me, I want to get it all out in a
1: in a in a cohesive way. You know. That's the hard part. How do you? Yeah, yeah. That? yeah.
0: I, I don't know if you. How, I don't know how far you could even go with organizing something like that.
1: No, right now I'm just hitting it sporadic, right? Like, like I said, I sent some tapes back to the copy place and then DV tapes, I still have this uh, mini DV VCR so I can tran- I can transcode those myself. But yeah, even that takes some time, right? Because sometimes you're sitting there and then the, it's like because the computer I have the program on is pretty old. So the mouse pad's weird. So I'm always banging it down real hard. I need to like <laughs> update that part of it, but otherwise yeah. it'll
2: be all right.
0: Yep. I updated my software. I updated OS 10 to a newer version and it killed all everything I could do for that because I had a setup to do that, too. Yeah, dude,
1: that's uh, that sucks. Like, right. right. So much of the old stuff is starting to finally now become like really, truly outdated. Like you can't Mm -hmm. do it on the newest software and stuff. Yes. You need to use an older computer because yeah, actually that computer still if i open up an old project file it still opens up like old final cut like i i don't know some people i know still run final cut but i haven't run final cut since for years now you know are
0: you talking about final cut seven people still use yeah it? people still yeah. use that
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Fernando, Why? Fernando, <laughs> fernando gorman still definitely uses it i could he told me that just over the summer and last summer and i was amazed He's like that's what I know. I love this. And I'm like that's crazy. I couldn't I couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> Dude, the, the funny story about Final Cut 7 is cuz I went to uh the Columbus College of Art and Design here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. We got into video classes and I had been making videos and using Premiere for like years before this point. And so we get into video 1 and they're like, "All right, we're going to learn Final Cut 7 and like I didn't this was before final cut 10 ever came out or anything but but even then i'm like no i already know premiere i'm not learning another software and then i found out later it was like it's old even then it was old so i'm like (laughs) no i'm just not doing i already know how to do everything you're going to teach so i'm just not going to do it and then the next year they canceled out of teaching that and started teaching premiere
1: Oh yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, Premiere. Or, yeah, if we're talking just editing programs, I'm still, I'm still so in awe of how Premiere just saw Final Cut fuck up and pick it up and kept it going in the right path and just did it so perfect. Like, just stepped in like it never mattered. I mean, I still use Final Cut presets on my Premiere because I still, I still use the same shortcuts. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, same, same key commands and stuff. But and it's funny because newer editors. I just lent the guy my computer here at work, and then he, he couldn't do any of it. Cause <laughs> only people who switched over do that. You know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> keyboard no shortcuts if you didn't over, there would be no reason to use those presets.
0: They're all wrong. He's trying to use them, and he just yeah, can't yeah. get the. It's think, not they're working. Very
1: different. They're definitely very different.
0: That is hilarious. I, I mean, I did a similar thing moving from Movie Maker to Premiere. I set my Premiere window up exactly the way the old oh, Windows, yeah, Windows yeah. Movie Maker cause was. Because it's
1: set the way up. you like it, right? Yeah. yeah that's so great
0: uh so i mean you talked about the computer stuff what about like camera stuff how long did it take you to move to, you like digital so how long did it take you to get to digital after the camera that did both what was the first camera so first well okay so canon fuck, i can't
1: remember the name of the, the camera but it was a canon and it took tapes but i had it it went to a, a third party user uh, recorder and the, and the camera would trigger the recorder and every once in a while it misfire but the great thing was it was running the tape always so you actually always had a backup as you were shooting and as, as far as the system it was great yeah but it was also but as far as like shooting it was the nerdiest system I ever went out with because I literally would have a firewire connected to a hip pack and the hip pack had that external hard drive on it right yeah and it was just another thing you had to remember to charge. And then like, so for instance, we're out in the 6.0 trips and those guys would just go all day. At some point, the recorder would just run out of battery power, it had an internal battery only. So like, then they would just go to tape, right? So then, uh-huh. then you're coming home with like, oh, half of the clips are on this hard drive and half of them are on the tape and then you'd have to transcode both. And then the, the, the format on the tape is kind of fucked because I can't transfer any of those tapes now because they'd have to be transferred on that same digital on that same type of recorder it's not regular mini dv it was like hd dv or something so it's a little bit different of a format it doesn't read in normal dv players so that that was like my first first one but then other than that my first like dslr or whatever would have been a a, a, uh canon 7d which i bought uh in line with when we did the there was these nigel videos that um which, which uh, go all day or something. I don't even remember the names of it but it was like this three-story thing in New York where he like grinds a, uh, a fruit stand talks to this girl and he has like all this like experience stuff but that was the first time i ever used it mainly because we were like I want the lenses to look different because you know They just look more cinematic than regular video right. cameras, right? So It was like just getting that shallow depth of foot, depth of field and stuff. So
0: Yeah, was it the XL one?
1: The X-L1 is the camera, yep. I knew
2: it. I... Perfect.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it was the X-L1. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that camera was actually awesome. Like, I always thought Canon did a good job. But that was still a digital camera. But the fact that you could actually export to this recorder, m- just for me, started feeling like awesome. Because when I was doing the Nike video at the same time, I was working for Vital. So Vital stuff was a lot of contests and events. So you just wanted to be able to get the footage off the camera as quick as possible. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a race at that point, dude. Exactly. Exactly.
0: That freaking camera still sells for four or five hundred bucks.
1: Dude, all that shit does. It's so funny because <laughs> no one like because it's it's like VCRs. Like VCRs is still kind of expensive if you buy them new because mm-hmm.
0: the parts are expensive, but the value isn't really there. You know. That's so wild. So. Being someone who's filmed like from the very early days of tape all the way up through SD cards up to today with Instagram, mm-hmm. what's your perspective on how BMX videos work today? I mean, even just the distribution of BMX videos has changed so much. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> that's hard. To, that's a that's a loaded question because, <laughs> like, like to me, it's like you know everyone has their opinion and my opinion is like I'm I'm in one sense I'm surprised people still want videos because it's so easy to just say I'll just go on my phone and see ten dope things right but at the same time I I can't believe in one sense I can't believe more companies haven't tried to put out full-length videos more and -hmm. then and then um, but at the other side I do see exactly why they wouldn't even try but then when they some of them do I'm amazed that they still go for like a DVD format or a very, uh, a, a very, how can I put it, a very cliche format of a video, which I'm not totally against, right? Because mm-hmm. like if Bob Turbo right now says I'm gonna make a new, a new scapegoat video, and he's gonna do it the way he's done all the scapegoat videos, and that makes total sense to me. But if I was a brand right now and I was gonna do a team video, I would try, and I'm not, I don't think this is easy, but I, but I think I would, I would definitely try something to make that video stand out above everything else. And mm-hmm. also make the person, however they're getting it, whatever platform they're seeing it on, whatever if they're paying for it especially, how do you make it more special than the 10 clips they're gonna go watch on Instagram, right? And right. Th- I don't think that's easy. Like again, I think yeah. that's really hard. But I think you also have to get the team on board because one thing I cannot fucking believe for the life of me is when someone's filming for a video and they let their friends post the fucking iPhone clip before that video comes out. I'm like, right. what is wrong with you? Like, come on. Like at the company level, someone should be like, Come on man, like, what are you thinking? You know, like we can we make this special? Like the only way this is gonna be special is if we all come together and make it a secret, you know? Yep. And it's like and, and I know that's hard to do into the like thought process. Why is that so hard? And if I was filming right now, I bet that's the hardest thing in the world because like if I was a filmer right now and I was being filming BMX every day, I'm sure I'm thinking every day I gotta post something, right? So it's like, so you, you, you run out of like, you know, you run out of your commodity at a certain point. But but at the same time, it, that video that you're working on has to be the most important thing. And if that's going to be the most important thing, you just got to save the clips, you know? And that's hard to do. Like people used to love like, well, you know, after during trips they want to look at footage, look at footage. And I used to fight that so hard because I really want them to forget about it. I don't want them ever to remember uh, how dope that clip is until they see it in the video, you know? Because also there is something about raw footage while it's super cool. You know, sometimes those little extra two or three seconds before of run up and run out, it's not as special as when it hits the music in the right spot or oh, the yeah. trick before and the trick after in, in the section, right? And oh, I yeah. think that, that this I, – I do believe that that was an art form, and I think it still is, and I, I think people have to – you know I mean? I think you have to treat it as such, especially now. It's more of an art form than it was then right i didn't we didn't i don't think when i was making videos we thought that would ever end in a sense and i don't think it ever will end but i think that you know it is definitely decreased in uh, the amount you
0: see yeah you know? i think you hit a really key question in that in just how do you make it special how yeah you... yeah and
1: that's really hard to do so.
0: yeah that's a crazy question right now because you see things just going like viral on instagram and and people see like see that over top of seeing the the special part of like the project that they might be working on or or kids i mean we're talking about you know like the pro level making team trip videos and stuff exactly which is way different than some random kid posting a crazy clip on instagram right
1: right right but even that kid I also, I'm also I think it's amazing that that kid who wants to come up in BMX That he posts so much of the one clips like he would do himself probably a lot better waiting three weeks and Posting out an edit even though I I can guarantee his numbers will be a little bit less But if a potential sponsor sees it, that's that's the most important thing, right? So like maybe 4,000 less people will see it because he made it 60 seconds instead of one one trick clip, you know mm. but but the, the quality of the what people are looking at is going to be more important. And that could lead to a deal for him, or that could lead to him going on a trip, or him going to a contest, or whatever, you know? Or her, actually. Because that's the other thing. There really wasn't that many girls riding when I was doing this stuff. Very few. Nina. Yeah. And then, and then well, then Kim, and a couple others. Aaron Donato, though. <laughs> that way, actually, I come to think of it, I think I might be the first person to put a girl section in a regular BMX video. Oh damn! Standard Country, Aaron Donato. That's right.
0: Boom! There's your trivia for your first big BMX show episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that all of that is such an interesting concept to talk about, and it reminds me of uh, Brad Sims on the no jumper thing he did recently, because he was mm-hmm. talking about that exact concept of like not holding on to footage because where he's at like him him putting out this crazy thing on instagram is getting way way hundreds of thousands of like more reach than yeah. an edit would for him and that's how he ended up getting on all these giant brands that he's on which is wild
1: no and that, and i think for brad like brad's timing and and brad the way he promotes himself that obviously 100 percent worked right mm-hmm. but now now if brad turned around like for, So, for instance, this Adidas team that's that seemingly put together, yeah. seemingly put together. Now, if those guys all held back, let's just say three months. Let's just say three months they just collected their best clips and put out a 15-minute Adidas promo. You know that video is going to be like, what the
2: fuck? Mm-hmm. And then if
1: Adidas, and if Adidas sees like, hey, we want to be like street culture and blah, blah, blah they put one of their new up-and-coming artists or even an artist that they already, everyone knows, and they put the music behind it and they drop three fresh new tracks that no one ever heard on that 15 minute edit. Now we're talking about something that goes through the roof, right? Like now, yeah. and then and then maybe a little concept behind the video, but, but like that's the type of stuff that like to me is where people should be thinking or it seems like they should be. Because I mean, when you think about like big major brands, that's what they're doing kind of anyway it's always just trying to find a new special way of putting your shit out
2: Mm -hmm. yeah but not
1: always easy but Brad but Brad isn't but but to that point Brad's not wrong for what he did I think that he did I mean Brad Sims is also in my mind a beast because he has never really let being no matter what side of the coin he was on he always made him he always got himself in there right Like he always pushed himself through he always kept himself relevant and, and then uh, to the point where now he's rider of the year, last year or whatever. And it's like he could have been rider of the year five years ago too, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like that's sick that Brad's done this much.
0: Yeah, and I guess from my personal perspective, I haven't paid attention to the, the numbers on for example, when somebody saves up or the team saves up for that 15-minute long thing and then posts a crazy clip on Instagram after the fact to see Mm -hmm. if there is actually an advantage of like, oh, I did this today versus, oh, I did this three months ago, but we saved it for a video. I don't know if there is or not.
1: No, and it's a good point, but I will say this. I'm sure, completely sure, that for the brands involved, there's a value in creating events online. You know what I mean? So like, so for, so maybe even not so much for the rider, but I do think if a rider goes to a company and if they're taking product and trips and money, then there is some responsibility for them to work for that brand, you know? Mm-hmm. As long as the brand's doing right by them, it's a totally different story if the brand's promising. Shit, that doesn't happen, that then they fuck them and do anything. But if they're actually coming through for that person, then that person should come through for the brand. And then if that's the case, I'm sure that if you took any brand and if they create events like next month, we're going to drop this three minute edit, let's say, with the whole team, that's going to help their sales more than the everyday riding clip because their everyday riding clip is just expected. It's a given. It's going to be there. It It doesn't create the excitement. But if you're, you know, if you're, uh, S&M and you're saying hey on Friday We're gonna drop a video with five of the s dudes and it's gonna be fucking sick and there's some other footage in there That makes it even a little bit more special, you know, whatever that is behind the scenes or a skit or whatever That that helps the brand
0: build, you know, you know how we quantify this through uh, like codes that people use when they buy stuff like you you take that three-minute thing and to because that's the problem with bmx and there always has been there's no way to quantify what a video is actually doing for you other than like public opinion and word of mouth and just what you hear but like it's really hard to tell if this video coming out translates to sales so this is just me thinking on the spot here of like what if with that S and M, for example, video. If they came out a video with five different riders, and at the end of that video, they're like, "All right, this video live this week only. You use this code, you get ten percent off or something," yeah. on their website.
1: No, that's a, that's a great way of thinking hmm. about. It. I mean, being that direct about it too. You know, some people will be like, "Oh, it's all about sales," but it's like, but as a business, you are. You know. And and if you think back for a second to all the videos back in the day when companies made videos, I mean, videos were insane. When you really think about, it. think about like Pepsi, right? Yeah. Pepsi would spend five million dollars to have a spot at the Super Bowl, and then they spend twenty-five million to have Britney Spears do a commercial for them, right? Yeah. And that's all something that they just gave away. Yeah. Like they just put that shit on TV and that's it, just so you see a logo. But BMX. And skateboarding as well and all the action sports had this weird thing where they could make these 40 to 60 minute commercials that people bought yeah you know, like, like like, like you know you're like your mcneil your standard your your you're S&M your anyone you're selling your brand but you're selling the commercial it's it was amazing no one took advantage of it fully and no one knew it was gonna come down that way but now you you're more and all these brands are in the same place as major brands where now it's about straight advertising, right? Yeah. What what, advertising,
0: what a wild concept that you just blew my (laughs) mind with. I never even considered that. And, and wow, that's so crazy. But, and then I had another thought too, of how this like code idea could even like, there's an easy way to, Oh, people use this code for this week boom there you have all of the numbers that came from that video guess what all of the people in that video get a kickback off of all the sales they just generated
1: that's that would be awesome the only the only problem with that is if the company like read into it too much right because I think some guys some guys have sellability more than others right so it would suck if like one dude on the team he did really well and everyone's thinking "Oh, these other guys on the team suck because they didn't do it. They didn't sell as much because I don't think you can one-to-one that, but I do think you're right. I think that process would help a little, you know, and it, it'd be a great way to incentivize like even paying the riders more because the company can't turn around. If, if your code's the code being used the company can't tell you, they can't afford it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's well, nice. yeah. And like, even I, I've been, advocating for this for a couple years now every rider it in their sponsor they need to have their code that gets used so they can have a way to track what they're actually doing but what i was saying is like you have a generic code on top of that just for the video and then you split it without like oh okay you don't even have to break it down but yeah
1: yeah, yeah. it's almost like a lottery and then it's all and it gives incentive for the riders to push the sales of that that's exactly that's wait! Anyway, I have a question because I, I meant to ask this before, but I was trying to write, write the, find the right place. Are you sponsored by Park Tool? I am. Dude, that's the best sponsor to have ever. <laughs> I am so jealous of that. When when I worked at Ride, they hooked us up with a bunch of stuff in the back. Yeah. And I was like, this is the greatest ever. I mean, anyone who's ever worked at a shop knows Park Tools is the fucking best.
0: Shout yeah, that's out the to best. Park Tool, man. That yeah, blue
1: shit is the best. I always buy random tools still because I'm like, it, it just makes me so happy to use that blue tool. Right? Yeah. This is the best. I, that's dope. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. I've Yeah, I've worked with them for, shoot like four four or five years at this point it, it's definitely a dream thing nice
1: no and you know what that's one of those companies that like you know they're obviously a bicycle brand but they've always been supportive of BMX, right so like and to me especially those type of brands i, I love those type of brands that were like they didn't really have to support BMX. they could easily just said, oh, fuck, fuck that shit we're more about high-end bikes and high-end this, but they—they've mm-hmm. never been that way. They've always been in—you know—they've been in all of it. And I just think that's the industry needs more of that because that's another problem with the bicycle industry outside of BMX is that there is like this weird disconnection um, amongst all of it. And you know, depending what shop you go into, you don't know if you're going to end up with like these hardcore fixie people, these hardcore roadies, and you know, it's like it's very hard to figure out like what kind of shop you're even walking into.
0: You know. Right yep we all know that story all too well like the local bike shop has people who don't care at all about bmx no matter how much you try how much money you throw at them like and like i i guess there's a good way to look at that would be to be like well i mean imagine if you were you had your shop and somebody brought a fixie into that and you're like well it's not and your passion is bmx like you're just
1: no totally totally and i don't I, like i get that part of it totally i just i'm just always amazed that the industry as a whole has always been so fragmented because it seems like it's and you know could be totally wrong in every area is different but especially in bigger cities i always feel like a shop should be as like thorough as possible with a little bit of everything because that's who's coming in you would
2: mm-hmm. think
1: obviously some places you know you get like you're on a, a certain coastline or something you get a heavy like road bike influence and you're going to lean towards that yeah but I, I imagine all these shops always get kids coming in and be like i need cranks for a BMX bike like you would think they would have one key brand but you know right. i know it's i know it's a harder sell i worked at, at tip plus for a while and i remember it's it's definitely a hard sell for the shops and the distribution for sure
0: yeah and just how many
1: different things exist out there now yeah that makes that's, it... that's a big problem too sometimes competition isn't a good thing sometimes you need to condense that
0: industry down a little yeah so i'm wondering like if your views on anything or what your views might be uh being that you work at a marketing company now and you see more marketing from other like companies outside of bmx and how that works how that perspective may be possible to help bmx
1: yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely some stuff here. I mean, some of it's some of it's a little, a little, like a lot different, I would say, because obviously, like certain brands, like uh, the company I work for, we, we did a lot of work with Nike for years, yeah. and Nike, we, you know, Nike works in different categories, so you have like running, football, basketball, baseball, things like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think there's things you can take from each, but you also, you know, you also have to level set that when they're talking about about uh, b- basketball. You know, their highest paid guys, $240 million. So, it's a, so like this right. guy can literally swallow our industry in one paycheck, <laughs> you know, and like and not exactly, but, but more or less. Right. Yeah. So, but but there's definitely on the, on the kind of like future cast, there's things that they look at that I think are smart. Like, cause I think like for years, Nike started getting into the customization of things. Like, you know, you go and build your own Nike on there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm way of putting it but but you can a lot of their shoes you can redo your own versions of and bike bike companies did that like I actually think standard is kind of onto something although I don't think it's that easy for an America made company to do it I think it'd be way easier for an overseas company to do it and and I think that those those timelines can get shorter over the years where people can go online and just order a bike to the exact specs they want and yeah. that's what comes and you don't need the preset off the shelf you know 21 inch you know here and so you know 74.5 whatever head tube or 72.5 you know you don't need that like those you don't need those specs anymore you can really just kind of pick and choose wherever you want because everyone's a little different that way too you know so I think that there is tons of stuff that you can pull from like marketing agencies like that I will say this like I said I, I was I was a marketing manager at tip Plus for like uh, just like a year but the things I've learned now in my life I mean if I went back to that job I would do everything different You know what I mean? Like it's just, but that's hindsight, right? Mm -hmm. And time has changed too. I mean, I think I'd be looking at the way it was then as opposed to the way it is now, which is, you know, I'm I'm pretty detached from that, so I don't know all the challenges that the shops and the distribution face now that they did ten years ago, and they're very different before, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. It's things change so rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild. I mean, things change in. BMX as fast as they change in cameras in the video world. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, right. They do, they do. Yeah. Uh. So, so you still ride? You're making videos. Are you filming BMX at all? Mm,
1: no, not really. I mean, I have I have aspirations to someday, but I'm not. There's always like little things like I hit up Am and every once in a while, we we've loosely talked about me coming out to Arizona and filming something with them, And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, like, a couple dudes that, like, I would still I could still see doing a one-off project with, you know what I mean? Because, like, they're, like, little things, but nothing, like, I'm not, like, working for any companies or anything like that. I actually had some conversations with Brad Sims a few months ago about a project that was, like, looking good, but I think we kind of both, not a bad way, just parted ways, because he got busy, I got busy, that type of thing. I mean, if it came up again, it would be awesome, but, you know, I I don't, you know, it's that... Would love to do it but i don't know who wants to do anything cool anymore <laughs> you know i mean because like because like how can i put it like not in a shitty way like if I'm, if I'm at a skate park and someone's like oh can you film this clip real quick of course i'm gonna do that you know yeah but like but like i would i would legit like to go take like a project go out and like have a concept and make something with it you know because mm-hmm. terry adams and me talked a couple times about that too Cause like, I don't know, at the end of me making BMX videos, the, the Nigel videos, not all of them, just the one series, I thought was, I loved it. And it went it went a very mainstream way that like I felt like mainstream people uh, would love it. And and like the proof's in the pudding, this kid's career launched from it and he right. still literally puts out the exact same video <laughs> later. You know, like yeah. seriously, like I'm not even like making fun. You, know what I mean? you could look at those first videos and the, the stuff he puts out now is the same thing. And The only thing I'd argue is they put a little more budget behind it So it's filmed a little better in some cases, but yeah, but it's like, you know that that was to me that would have been a way to like help BMX grow because you would have you bring in other brands that way you know because I know people don't like the idea of Nikes and shit coming into BMX and I do get it because there is a degree of like who the fuck are these people but that that little influx of money and what that allows some of the people to do is, like, it is important, you know? I oh, think yeah. So it's, but, it, but it has to be balanced and it can't be, like, a total sellout, right? Like, it, it has to be, like, all right, you guys are coming in. It has to make sense for everyone. It can't just be, like, whatever you want because you have money. No mm-hmm. way, you know? But it has to be, you're coming in with your money to help our thing be better or no deal, you know?
0: Right, and I've said this also for years is that people just need to come to the understanding that you're never going to be with one of these big corporations for a long period of time it's going to end so yeah go into it recognizing that and also recognize that they're a giant corporation and you should try and just do as much as you possibly can in the time that you have available oh, I,
1: agree. I agree i would be yes yes you're totally right like i look at like like garrett and dennis and them like they had a really great life on nike's dime as nation mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and and to be honest like I, I can say that the nike people were nothing but cool to all them like you know you know, every chance they got they were like business or first class tickets things the things that normal bmxs don't always get so like it was you know very nice hotels very nice dinners mm-hmm. you know all that stuff you know and and that's awesome and and then the, the only thing the only bummer about that is I wish Adidas jumped in at the same time, because then they would have competed, oh, and more yeah. would have made money, you know? So like, that's it's like that type of thing. And there's other companies that can come in with that. That's what's cool, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. other ways that, and then it doesn't take away either. And th- this is something that I, on the Rick Thorne uh, video I just posted that I want to make a point of, and this is totally true, right? Like. Because back in the day, people would give Rick, Sh- Rick Thorne a lot of shit for being on TV, you know? Mm. And they would just they would shit on him, really, especially when the internet was fucked, right? With, like, you could say whatever you want when no, no one knew who was really saying it. Yeah. Unless you kind of look at the IP addresses. Which, oddly enough, M22 knows that shit. M22 knows <laughs> who some of the private comments from BMX boards were, because he looked at IP addresses. So that's fucking sick. But, <laughs> but Thorne was like he literally was on TV because of BMX ultimately, but he was on shows that had nothing to do with BMX.
2: Yeah. And he would
1: always try to get BMX segments on. He would always talk about BMX. I remember he he was announcing at some ESPN awards and he just gave a shout out Hino for no reason and most of the audience is like what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> but but like how dope is it that this guy is like literally up there promoting something that he just loves yep. you know and then that, that goes back to and then it, it, it kills me that anyone would shit on him and Mira had this problem too uh, Nyquist uh, as well but I don't think Nyquist cared as much but I Mira I, thought I knew it bothered him because he would make comments about it here and there but like he would get like, like he would get knocked for being this like corporate pro meanwhile mm-hmm. you know on a riding level no one can fuck with that guy period any level anytime because the thing is all the all the shit that people do streetwise he could do all that he could do anything you know yeah but like, he would get knocked for it and that that's a terrible thing because this guy was growing the sport video games and all that shit is half a why as many people do ride today you know
0: Yep. And I think if we could just shift the perspective from corporation, bad, stay away at all costs to corporation makes cool things happen. Let's take them for all their worth before they that's get right. rid of this.
1: That's 100% right. It's just like having a job. Like you know, no one, no one wakes up. And, well, I mean, you, you might like what you do for work and you might, you might, you might have great days, but no one wants to work every day. And right. like, that's something you have to do.
0: So like, yeah, get the best, get the most out of it you can, you know? Yep yeah there's no doubt about that and if that i think that perspective has been shifting as of the past few years yeah yeah especially i mean when people talk about nigel they i feel like there's less like straight up hate on nigel for doing what he does and more of like respect for the fact that he's like make a uh, made amazing things happen and he he has that foundation now i think something for yeah for bikes You know, as far
1: as he's concerned, I I just, you know, wish him the best. Let's just say that. But I just wish I wish he'd be a little bit more into trying to help BMX and not just himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion, you know, but like that's, you know, that's for everyone to make their own thing. I mean, I know that guy literally tweeted I'm bigger than BMX and that just is a.
0: (laughs) didn't know that.
1: I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not like a die-hard person, but like that type of stuff just doesn't sit well with me because I'm like, what? How are you bigger than the thing that you're a part of? Like, that's not possible, my man. Yeah, but, you know, that's life.
0: I get it, I get it, and I say those things coming from my perspective, just not knowing everything and just seeing what I yeah. see. Yeah. Man, um, so we can expect more of these fun little tidbit. Instagram videos whenever you feel like doing them
1: you know I was gonna do a couple more but I hurt my back yesterday so I was just I just rested all day but like but yeah there is gonna be more uh, I think I, I don't like this this past week I put out one a day for five days just cuz I wanted geez I actually just wanted to see how it would look that's why I did all. but I think now there'll be like more like one or two a week for a little bit and then we'll see where it goes I would. I have a couple ideas on some that, I, like, footage I had already seen, and I thought, oh, this would be a cool one. Because there's a couple things, too, that, like, you know, there's also timing, right? Like, some, I'll, I'll talk about one right now. There was this, a, there was a contest once to get a bunch of people to be, uh, to get sponsored by horror. One person would win, and a bunch of people down. I don't know if you, did you ever see this by any chance when it was on Vital?
0: Is this the, did, uh dang it what's his name there's a dude from ohio who rode for haro that i think might have been a part of that at dustin bauer Bauer my was dustin bauer i'm trying to think
1: All either was, way yeah but anyway there was like there was like six or seven dudes but at the, they were only there for a couple days but at the last minute we decided to do it like a reality show so <laughs> so it was super like dude i could talk about this for days because like Nyquist was so down but at the same time he had the worst position because Nyquist basically had to stand there on top of a ramp while 10 dudes stood under the ramp and half of them were his friends and then he had to say like just like you know all these other shows he had to like vote five people off and five people stayed and then and we did that like throughout the day so it was like you know it was a little rude you know what I mean and wow. we knew the videos were going to come out like every couple of days so we had to get everyone to agree to not tell who won so oh. like that was super hard too which I'll save for when I post the video but there were, but like it was like a really like I remember Nicholas was like he was all down and then right when he had to do it he was like oh man I don't know Cause, and I don't blame him it was it, it felt so tense to sit there and tell these guys like you two step forward, you three go away, and that's like you know in BMX you just don't do that, you know. Yeah. Especially Ten well, that was about 14 years ago. So like you know that was like a, that was nuts. And then like I kind of want to do a, oh, it, it would have to be a multiple part post because I, I literally found all the footage. I don't even know if you can still look at that stuff on I Haven't it checked. It'd be cool if you could because then people could actually see the episodes, which would be great. Because I don't think I have those for whatever reason. But I have the footage of everyone stepping forward and a bunch of the a bunch of the riding footage and there was like crazy shit going on like Woodward was there so he was just like fucking killing it every th- you know yeah. like, he, was, he was also drunk the whole time but he was <laughs> but like you know but like but like but he was he was actually great and there was just like it was a fun group of people Marcus Toca there uh, I posted um, a crash from it uh, the other day with fucking sparks they trying to hand plant and yeah fuck yeah, yeah down. Which was like you know and, and then Sparks a great example, he was a rider who is fucking insanely good. So that just shows you like the level of the people who were there mm-hmm. and people being told like yeah step back. It's like, you're telling someone who's so great just step back. Oh that was that was tense.
0: Man that. Fun,
1: is... from a memory perspective, I bet you every single person who was there loved that they're a part of it because it was fun in the end, but nerve wracking during. You know.
0: Oh yeah i mean that is wild like like a reality show like that they're usually just gunning for money not like this thing that you've (laughs) dreamed about since you were a kid right right and it's funny that you say that because thinking back we really did just
1: kind of run it and kind of make it up as we went along but it would have been awesome to really have pushed that harder that concept of like you get to be sponsored like you get to do what this guy does. You get to fly. You get to go in a private jet. You get to do, you know, and then and horror yeah. guys, that was true, right? Because every once in a while they get these weird demos they gotta do and weird gigs where they get flown on a private jet,
0: you know. I wish more stuff like that would happen today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it,
1: it can again. It just need, some people gotta band together and push it, you know.
0: Yeah, I I always say when uh, YouTube finally decides to like bless me, I'm gonna do so much crazy stuff but think about it like think about all these uh, i hate this influencers you know? i hate that like, word like, so like,
1: much yeah yeah because but like think about half the people who ride bmx they're, they're beyond an influencer because some of these influencers are the most untalented humans ever oh, like yeah. straight up think some of them aren't even good at speaking and i'm not sure how they're even popular but they are and they and you know what they made it happen they deserve it but i think when you if you look at pmx when you take a rider who can do crazy shit or does crazy shit or you know takes it to a slightly different level it takes it takes it a little bit out of the box that's better than half the influencers out there right so mm-hmm. there's ways to make that work i think i'm going to cut out there for a second
0: no you didn't uh okay. i one thousand percent agree and just cool stuff like that from that perspective and you might have thoughts on this, too, uh, just the fact that I think BMX missed the YouTube boat by hating on it instead of recognizing oh. it. Oh, I've I seen it firsthand, and I'll tell you. like, uh, And I don't
1: think it was anyone's fault because I, I don't think people could realize, but even the whole internet, really. like, The magazines only did websites because they had to. They didn't want to mm-hmm. provide content. You know, When Fat Tony first got hired at Ride, it's not that there was anything against Fat Tony, but that was like a little bit of an afterthought, right? Which is crazy thinking about it now that anyone would think the internet's an afterthought. I mean, that website should have been, you know, Ride BMX. At at the same time, it did have content that other people didn't have. They did try to develop it, but the entire machine of business is rolled into the magazine. And this was true for every magazine. So it's really hard to tell now, you know, let's say GT you're going to tell GT bikes right? every month You give us three thousand dollars for these for these pages Now we're telling you those pages don't matter. We want three thousand dollars for this thing over here Mm I mean, that's a hard sell right for anyone and I think like Brad McDonald saw that That's why he went to he went and did vital and I think vital was the right path although I think early on it was more the idea that was going to be more of a community like Facebook or MySpace. Well, it wasn't Facebook then; it was MySpace back then. But through, I think there was more of a membership idea at first. Yeah. Fully evolved into what we now know is just a regular vlog site or whatever, right? And then you have the whole problem of the of the way the internet works. Like just now, it's like if you're one of the main content providers, you're constantly making you you want to make sure you post something before the five other people do, which right? Becomes, which just becomes this. That's just not a way to run a business. But that's a that's a different philosophical thing to discuss but i do think that like you know not totally on purpose but all the in- industry people early on just didn't want to deal with the internet and didn't want to deal with youtube and you're right and they missed out they totally did because if they put a little bit towards i mean adam 22 is the best example of this Adam 22 built an empire because he embraced it period. yeah oh 100 i mean his no jumper shit he deserves all the credit in the world for what he has there but I, I don't know how he feels about it, but I would say he couldn't have done it without uh, the come up. Like, if he didn't have the come up as kind of like his his kind of the thing that gave him the confidence to do no jumper, but then also just even proof of concept. In a life, right, exactly. Because right? he, he had already kind of done it, so it was really an easy shift in some ways. And I shouldn't say easy because I'm sure there's a million things I don't know he had to go through, but you, you can see the natural evolution there
0: oh yeah it's just another example of something you learned through BMX helping you in another aspect of life exactly uh, I say this all the time too all this stuff that keeps coming up is shit that I say all the time but like the come up no matter what you want to say about Adam and like his attitude and whatever the way certain things went down the come up did more and better for BMX than anybody has done since it be just purely on the fact that like their youtube channel they're uploading videos with all these huge pros every single day or however many times a week where they're playing games of bike they're doing instagram slams they're doing podcasts with all these different people in the bmx world and then you shift to how many years forward we are now and there's just like none of that going on
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's totally true. I mean, I think, yeah, like, look, yeah, I think Adam straight up created a bunch of pros. And I think I think yeah. early on it was out of necessity, right? Because obviously the guys who were already in Rod, the guys who were constantly in BMX Plus and the guys who were in Dig and the guys who were in Ride UK, they weren't going to necessarily go out of their way to, like, put out a bunch of content for the come up. Right. But the guys who were willing, Adam brought up with him, you know? I mean, I think there's a ton of pros there that, like, and that doesn't take away from who they are as pros. They just found a different avenue to get to where they wanted to go. You
2: know, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, recently I, I, I saw, had him posted something about this year he says he wants to get to come up back in a better place. And if that's true, that's awesome because that also shows to me that like clearly he hasn't forgot where he come from. So that's dope. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. ask for anything else, right? Because if I was running his business, I'd be very content doing what I was doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, no doubt. I mean… <laughs> you see i mean when you do what he does it your focus is on that and anything yeah. that you would do outside of it means you're making less money so the fact that he would like i guess sacrifice some of the success and time to yeah. put towards that to put towards bmx against that does say something
1: yeah, yeah, because you can make the easy argument like, oh, you probably won't make money
0: doing this, but he's going to
1: try. And that's sick, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it's not sick to go out and lose money on purpose, but it is sick to <laughs> try to make something happen, you know?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I hope that happens. I think there needs to be just more more stuff from BF, people within BMX. And it's all part of what makes the stuff that you're doing with these short videos just so rad. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad people like them. That's one thing. Because
1: even when I put it out, I was like, does anyone care? I'm expecting to see comments like, who the fuck is this old guy? <laughs> he Why is his voice like that? <laughs> you know? Does he have wrinkles? Like, this is dumb
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think that will be the case at all. And I don't know if you've encountered this or not yet, but there is an entire community of older dudes who ride that exists online and people who are coming back into BRS. Oh, yeah.
1: It's been amazing, actually, because I do, I see, you know, it's like, it's like, that's one thing I like about the algorithm. I like when the algorithm gets you out of the people you follow, you know, so you get like new Mm -hmm. people. Every once in a while, I'll see a name, I'll be like, holy shit, I think I hung this dude on my wall when I was in eighth grade, you know, like, it's like stuff like that. And then, Mm -hmm. and then the odd communication to it, like, you know, R.L. Osborne, which was like, when I was coming to ride, starting to ride, that's like a huge pro, right? And like, and he did this trick called the cyborg, which is like a, it's like a hang five where you get the. You get the seat up on the side of you, kind of. And, I, like, I always thought that was, like, the craziest trick. I Like, I wanted to learn. The first time I saw the picture, I wanted to learn that trick, you know. Yeah. And, it, and then I made a comment about it because I posted a little clip of myself. But I tagged him. And then he commented. And, you know, like. The eighth grade version of me feels knowing that rl osborne commented on something i put up you know it's all because this world like it's like almost like the multiverse of bmx coming together in one thread now yeah because it's like an 80s pro is talking to a guy that was filming in the mid 2000s you know and here we are in 2022 and we're all coming together like that's that's amazing you know
0: yep and there's entire communities even outside of like the industry and pros side of things where like a lot of the people who are commenting on my videos and stuff are people who are older that are getting back into bmx or got yeah. back into it and and they found my stuff just because they were getting back into bmx and they're like i don't know what geometry is say, so they're typing in like bmx geometry and my videos <laughs> right. talking about geometry comes right
1: because geometry to them is so different because those bikes were so nuts back then they were just like squares
0: yep and and a perfect example just of how big this is is like I've been posting uh, all of the full runs from this USA BMX contest that I went to and you know, they get one guy like 700 views, a couple guy like 500. Then the, the old guys class is like the most viewed video I've had in the really? past week and getting over a thousand views, which is for this kind of thing is a lot more than normal. Well, you know what? I will say this and I,
1: like, this isn't this is just a thought on what you were saying and this isn't to knock anyone because I I I don't have anyone specific in mind but I but I do think there is this thing where one thing I'll say is like I feel like pros used to be vetted a little bit more you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't just about a trick let's say it was definitely about a little bit more of a package you know and it, it is about it doesn't mean they have to be able to speak but they but they need to be like you know like Robbie Morales would be one of the greatest examples of this I mean like Any kid who talks to Robbie at a skate park when Robbie was a pro and riding professionally, you know, this guy made time for everyone, you know, same thing. And and those type of dudes that would always sign an autograph, always talk to a kid, always tell them where to get something. That's the people you want repping your sport and your brand, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Like to me, it's like. If, if I owned a company, I wouldn't want riders that were just good. I would definitely want people who could get out there and mix it up with dudes anywhere and chicks anywhere for that matter. You know, everyone, because you don't want it to be, you want it to be like this inclusive dope thing that everyone could be a part of, you know, yeah. the worst feeling in the world is any, anyone knows is when you roll into a place you've never been before and everyone just kind of looks at you. That's the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. You know, you just feel so awkward. You know, you, like yeah. you, you almost forget how to drop in. You're like, fuck i don't even know man this is weird you know so like you you want you know you want community and camaraderie
0: right oh yeah absolutely and and i think that you definitely are hitting a nail on the head when it comes to those kinds of things and and it might be more about numbers sometimes today than it is about those things and it's the world we live in but i hate to push my uh code thing again but you give every rider a code they put in what like if they aren't selling, you're gonna see it, and anyway.
1: that yeah, makes sense. It Makes sense.
0: If they're not talking to the people like Robbie Morales and telling them where to buy stuff and being cool with everybody, like it's gonna be obvious. Yeah, uh, I feel like we should talk more about video stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. No problem. Uh, give me, give me one of the, a crazy story from filming, like in the '90s. <laughs> in the '90s. Oof uh or early 2000s no i mean yeah I, God, it's so hard i
1: i'm just trying to think i'm trying to think of a, of a place or something weird that happened because there's you know there's been so many it's like oh that's hard uh, i know uh. it's really
0: difficult it's just i the thing about me is that i grew up not watching videos or mm-hmm. knowing who anyone was that's, so like yeah. There's probably a bunch of people who are watching this, like, screaming at their phones and TVs, like, ask him about this video. And I'm oh, like, no, I dude, don't even dude, know.
1: I wasn't, I wasn't like that either. And to be honest, one thing that, just on a side note, one thing that happened for me is, like, after a certain point, I stopped watching other videos. And it was more just because I didn't want to copy shit. Because I did find that, like, if I was influenced by a video or a certain type of song, that I wanted to do that in a video I did, which, yeah. which was, like... Which is is the way you should do things, but but it also it felt weird like I was like oh, I don't want to do a video like the DK guys did. I want to do it like I do. So then I just found myself not watching videos as much because I didn't want to be influenced, you know. Yeah. Or, and you know and so it so that would that was that was a hard a hard thing to kind of get through. But yeah, and then so I'm not one of these people that knows like every video and everything that happened to do and do it. I know kind of like the major stuff, obviously, and there's things you hear. Everyone's like, oh my god, you guys see this, and then mm. of course you watch it, you know. But I was never that locked to it. And and that's something I think that's a little bit sad, too, is that the one thing about with all the online videos is, like, I don't – maybe I'm wrong because I, I could be because I don't see it the same. But I don't know. Is someone going to click on a saved link from, you know, six weeks ago or, like, that nose wheelie up clip you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is someone going to, like, 10 years from now go – man, the day I watched that was such a good day. I'm gonna watch that again. The way they watch videos, right? Because I hear from right. a lot of guys who still watch videos or they even, I get hit up randomly. Hey, what's this song in this video? And then I get also, uh, hey, do you have extra copies of this video? Because I, I would buy one because like, they have worn out their tape and they still want to watch it. And that I do understand. Because when I watch the old stuff, I, I, you know, I, I'm brought back to it, you
0: know? We're probably gonna come to a time where there's a lot of disappointed people because Instagram, maybe it'll last forever, but chances are Instagram is eventually one day gonna go the way of MySpace, and all your stuff's gonna be gone, and it's already not, like, it's not a search engine. It's so difficult to find anything because you have to know, like, you have to know the thumbnail of it to even, like, have any idea of how to find it. So, like, that, that nose manual clip up the stairs, people are going to have to like 10 years from now if someone remembers that they're going to be like well i don't even know how to find that right right
1: and that and that's kind of a bummer because there is the thing of you you do kind of if there was something dope you saw in a video you'll remember the box and you'll remember mm-hmm. what video and you'll even remember the song and you even kind of get a moment like you you would hear that song on the radio and then remember when someone hit something you know like you do yeah. you do have that, but that's I, I mean, I guess that's just gone too. Like, I, you know, I think that's kind of a bummer that you lose those moments. You know.
0: Yeah, it's it's a interesting. It is a problem, and it's going to be a problem when like these kids get old enough to want to remember those things. They're not probably thinking about it now.
1: Nope. But it also means if someone
0: creates something
1: memorable now, they can they can capitalize on that moment. I think.
0: <laughs> Which is true. Yeah, I. I it's funny because there's a, a group of kids local to me that are, like, the one brother just turned 16. The other one's, like, 13, maybe. And they're another buddy who rides. And when they talk about stuff, you can very clearly tell that, like, they spend their time just scrolling through people's Instagrams, like, all the way to the first thing that they post. Crazy. And they know, like, everything. It's, it's so wild.
1: Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily have the patience for that, but you know, but it's a different time. It makes sense. I mean, I, I'll always remember when I first started filming with uh, Anthony Flores and and man Manuel Quintero and boy, two East LA guys here. It was amazing to me that they never saw videos. Like they, it's not that they never saw; it. they had videos on VHS and DVD. Mm-hmm. But they got to a point where everything was YouTube. If it wasn't on YouTube, they didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't see it. I mean even when we were filming the video they' were like hey we're gonna put it on YouTube right because they were like they were like that's how we watch it and I remember these guys would be like riding and it was so weird to me like you know I come from a headphone culture so like they're riding with the phone out with the speaker playing you know and I just, <laughs> that's just not a thought I had you know yeah. like I didn't grow up doing that so I wouldn't do it but I would always see boy he'd always be like he'd be like yeah like this and then go do a trick and I'd be like that's crazy like yeah. we we all live with like headphones I'm sure you more headphones because you're ramp guy too so like skate park guys generally
0: going to hit headphones you know Yep. wow that's so crazy to think about yeah it's a different thing it makes me want to push the concept of like even if you're you're just posting stuff on instagram make a compilation of it and put it on youtube because one day one day you're going to want to see this stuff again and if instagram goes away or you get hacked or you forget your maybe if you forget your password you can still find stuff yeah. But but if it goes away or you get hacked and it's gone, it's just gone and when you're 40, 50, you might want to remember that stuff.
1: Yeah. And it will, it will because, you know, YouTube and and vital for that matter. You know, back a while ago there was these things you had to do. You had to convert videos to FLVs when you yeah. post, upload them. And yeah, so you know that, but very few people know that. And basically, a lot of that FLV stuff is gone. Like, they've, a lot of that stuff's been scrubbed from hard drives and, and you know, servers and stuff. And I would imagine it's, it sounds insane, but there is going to be a time where MP4s are going to be the same way. You know what I mean? Like, cause they're going to just, there's going to be a better compression. And that's going to be the old shitty compression. There'll be a mm-hmm. new compression. And then something like YouTube won't even service it. I mean, I, I, we're probably a good 20 years from that, but that's, that
0: probably will happen. Yeah man, that's so crazy to think about. And I guess that's that's why I keep everything. Like good. That's good.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to re archive and I'm trying to give it a little context, but I won't get through everything. I'll get through some of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean hopefully I feel like YouTube hopefully is big enough that they will keep things
1: it should it should
0: but they've scrubbed
1: stuff in the past going back years but they have scrubbed some older older stuff but that's also same same thing because they just had weird file formats and stuff you know all
0: right and I, I can remember when you had to sp- like pick a very specific file format to upload to YouTube
1: those things suck they were so hard to do because vital we had to do that on the back end of vital so we learned all about that and then got it going so that was a it was a big part of the process it was definitely a, a learning experience but it's also cool too because it makes me understand a little bit better about compression now because of that little introduction. Same way if you've ever shot film, you understand how a camera works so much better if you know film hmm. and then why everything is the way it is. Because otherwise, it doesn't really follow a rhyme or reason if you know nothing about film. It's kind of like, why would they have it like this?
0: Yeah, <laughs> It's probably have,
1: easier. To it up.
0: Why do you have ISO?
1: like? Right, right.
0: Why it's can't you deep. just turn it up and turn it all down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly
0: I've got one that'll make you either cringe Or just be like, holy crap I upload to YouTube In ProRes 4K 60 frames a Do second you really? Every single day These yeah. files No, I never really noticed, but now that means If I look at your shit, it's
1: gotta be crystal fucking clear Oh,
0: I make it so that when you watch If you put it in 4K And you watch it, it looks like the file On my computer That's I've... awesome an example, the video going. Oh, that's a, a bad example because I used my camera. <laughs> I use my camera for that one, so it's smaller. Uh, I use my phone for this one. Uh, it's t- thirty gigabytes. Thirty gigabytes is the file size I'm putting into YouTube. Yo, you're a maniac, dude. I wouldn't want to sit
1: and wait for that to upload. <laughs> well, that's the
0: thing. Got faster internet, so it was like when I made the realization when we got faster internet. It was like, oh my uploads take two minutes now what if i make the file that much crazier and make the quality that much better
1: i mean for the archiving reason it's awesome it definitely means that stuff's going to
0: stay that much longer you know Mm -hmm. and if
1: anyone wants to rip it for any archiving purposes then they're at least they're getting the best version but yeah and then they would have
0: but yeah yeah i think it's do you ever heard of mkbhd The YouTube guy who talks about tech and computers and all this stuff—he, I think he mentioned something about ProRes and uploading in like 8K, so that when you watch it in 1080 or 4K, it's that much better. It definitely is. It's a weird thing because, like, those—those—it's a weird thing that, like,
1: if something only broadcasts in HD, it, it shouldn't matter, right? Like, you should 4K shouldn't really be better because it should just lock it HD, but it totally does. It's the same with, like, when you put pictures on a timeline, right? Like, photos are on, on YouTube or anything are generally going to be seen at, like, 72 dpi. DPI. Mm-hmm. But, like, but like if you put a 150 dpi picture in a timeline, even though it fucking makes the timeline run so much slower, <laughs> the picture is better, you know what I mean? Like, And, uh-huh. and I hate that, but it is. Because if you put a 72 dpi picture in, it looks like shit in comparison, you know?
0: Well, it's like watching a standard deaf... Video versus yeah yeah yeah. Although
1: standard def, like when I look at standard deaf stuff, all these old clips on my computer, I'm just like, oh, they look so horrible. But then when I see them on my phone, I'm like, oh they look great. You know, so it's so funny. though the and phones are gonna change, right? At some Mm -hmm. point soon, and that's relatively soon. Phones are gonna get crisper and better and higher formats. So it's like that's gonna be a big change. Yep.
0: (laughs) This is all I almost all I use anymore. That's crazy. I believe it though. Like just if it's outside. I'm using my phone, and even riding inside and stuff. This is what it is. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> listen. I uh, there's things we do
1: for clients that I am very well aware. I could walk in with my phone and do it in five minutes, but sometimes we have to do the song and dance with camera equipment and lights just to make them uh, happy. We, but you
0: know. <laughs> walk in with a phone to a professional gig, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, whoa, 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 hold on, what what are you doing?" They they will, but the thing is, somewhere right now doing that and everyone's like that guy's a genius or that girl that girl's so avant-garde." meanwhile it's just bullshit oh my god <laughs> yeah i don't even want to get into that side of things <laughs> i went to art school There's i know it um man we two hours into this and we didn't get the the crazy story from the 90s that, we need to pick a person
1: movie, you know like that's a that's a really
0: really hard one but... who are some of your favorite people to film with throughout the years then Okay, that uh, that's easier. Some, um, not just one, so make it even easier. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I'll do some, I'll do some. But the, the interesting thing is, so with that, I just wanna say one thing that's crazy about BMX too is like when you meet people, sometimes you only have like these quick interactions with them, like you go on a trip for a couple of days and you know them, but that's the most time you spend with them, right? Yeah. And then, and then, but they live in like five states over or another country or whatever. And, and then in time you realize like, holy shit, like like, you realize like certain people like i'll say like jim reinstra uh jason ends these are two guys that like if we had like lived closer at different times i feel like they would have been my best friends mm-hmm. they they might not say the same about me but i feel that way about them you know what i mean yeah but like brian castillo was you know he was one of my best friends when i moved out here for the longest time and i still consider him a really really good friend we speak i, I would not say we speak very often but we speak pretty good you know and it's like mike Escamilla i, I, I should say Escamilla. But, but he's like, my, Rooftop, he's the best. Like, I, and, and Rooftop, so early on, I, I wouldn't say I didn't like him, but I was just like, oh, he would just like drill me about things and I'd be like, what is this guy talking about? But now he's like, I just, I love the dude. I, I consider him a friend for life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, filming-wise, then more recently, that's a hard one. I liked very much, Garrett was so much fun on every trip for so many different reasons. I mean, obviously, because he's fucking good, and you just know you get in the clip and one shot normally, which is like fun to film. But he's fucking hysterical. Like his attitude, the shit he says under his breath, the the grimy comments that come out of him. And I and I knew him when he was a little younger, so he's more of a wise ass. But like that, he it, it just the best, you know? Like these guys are great. That's
0: that's super cool to hear. And like Mira,
1: like so Mira is an interesting one because Mira I didn't know super well, but I knew him before I worked for Ride. And then I filmed them a few times throughout the course of years. And we did one section for a video called Industry. And then he agreed to be on this video flip side that wasn't really supposed to be a video. It was supposed to be a TV show, but that's a longer story. And so him, he was—it's uh, it, like unbelievable him because he's very pinpointed, and tactical. He'd be riding. And he's just, he's like talking to me through this full face and he's across the skate park. He's like, all right, I'm going to come back. I'm going to stall that. Then I'm going to foof that. But then I'm going to do the trick over to the left side of the spine. There's a sticker there. Make sure you're right by the green sticker. Like he, he would like tell you where (laughs) to be and you just do it and he does it. And it's, and it's just, you could see the way he always thought he thought and runs. So like, if he was going to try a trick, he'd have to do like, you know, it's like hit the wall, hit the wall, hit the wall trick. You know, like he, he would tell you like, okay, I'm going to pump three times, then do it but he always had to do it that way, you know? So it was really impressive. And every time it was like that, like he was just so fucking dialed and nuts, you know? Like it was, it would never see anything like that ever, you know?
0: That's incredible. Was it like, is there comparisons between like filming Garrett and filming Mira with how good they both are and how quick things would happen? Huh that's interesting you know what i can honestly say
1: no other than skill level yeah but but like but like they were very different takes on both you know garrett you just got to be real you better be on it because garrett's also (laughs) like garrett's like i'm gonna whip down those stairs and he actually doesn't give a shit if you're filming or not like he will just (laughs) whip down the stairs you know because i think at the moment he thinks he's doing it he's doing it you know Yeah. whereas like mirror would do this like they'd be almost like a almost like a i'm to Wipe my hands in the dirt I'm going to Spin three times Then I'm going Like he'd give you this Like almost OCD I was
0: just going to say that Was he Did he
1: have some It it probably was just The way he processed it So it was really Really impressive Although I would say That Castillo Was closer to Mira that way And no Very few people I think would ever Make this comparison But I would always Compare Castillo to Mira because Especially Castillo In his own Ramps in his warehouse He rode the same way Mira did I mean it was just Hmm. All tactical And pinpointed And perfect And you wouldn't think it. But I think he was always a shy, a more shy person. So he wasn't into riding in front of people as much. Whereas like Mira was definitely like an extrovert and would just he could just kill it in front of a crowd of ten thousand, no problem. You
0: know. Yeah. Uh, was it harder to film with someone like Mira where he's telling you like what he wants when you might have like an idea of what you want?
1: I think if I met him later in my
0: life, it would have been
1: harder, and then I can say that would one hundred percent, one hundred percent, been because of my ego, right? Mm. But because like one of the first times I went to film him, I, I was going with like, like basically Mark Losey was like, hey, I'm gonna go do some stuff in Greenville. Do you want to come and get stuff in the next video? And Mira said he was down to do a section, so I was like, hell yeah, we he went. But then Mirror was like, like, because Mirror was Mirror, you know, and mm-hmm. even called him. And and like, even the way he showed up, it was literally like we were all on Nyquist's mini ramp the first day we were there. And then uh, Mira showed up late because he literally came in like that day on a private jet, like some bullshit (laughs) like that. Like like he had to go do some demo or some photo shoot or something. So he like flew in, he came in, rode for like an hour, killed it. Then the next morning he did the crazy uh, tail tap on the ladder and then flew out for some other demo. Like, and, and all his section came from that two afternoons and then i had some footage that i got when i saw him at woodward at a contest and that was his whole section so like wow. and, and, and and it was a fucking killer section you know what i mean like could you imagine if the guy actually went a month and and tried and went to different places he would just it would be unbelievable it would have been unbelievable. that's like legendary stuff he is Seriously.
0: legendary.
1: there's no yeah there's no part of mirror and legend that don't go together you know
0: yeah i i'm I listened to that uh, gangstar song that he used. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're like, you listen to that, and you're like, thank God that Mira used that so that no one can ever use it again, because no <laughs> yeah. one else is eligible to use that song. You, I, I yeah, you shouldn't use with Mira. You know, the song
1: thing—that's so funny because that's an old video thing, right? Like, people used to get real nuts about that. Sorry, my phone's starting to die. So oh, I'm you're still. good. I'm flip some stuff here and put a thing in. Um. It's so funny because like, uh, it was like, uh, you know, People used to get so mad about song stuff, and and I don't blame them in a way because, but at the same time, I also think like, how many years do you give someone, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like Van Holmen no one should ever use that song again. I would say. The diary Yeah. 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 Like that, my personal opinion would be like, no one uses that again. But then when it's like a, you know, if you're like the third guy in a video of ten people. Do you really own that song forever? You have to have a memorable part for it to be, like, right?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: But I remember people used to get nuts about that. Plus, sometimes people just have the same ideas. Or, or, like, legitimately, not everyone's seen every video. So that's the other problem.
0: Right. Right. That's absolutely true. But when it comes to, like, the Moment of Truth song, Gangstar, <laughs> Diary of a Madman, <clears throat> other songs from other legendary videos like that. You should you can't do that
1: <laughs> no
0: you shouldn't you shouldn't but that was a weird
1: thing when it went from like uh, like VHSs and DVDs to web right because then suddenly people and and web web is so different now because now like Instagram obviously picks up when you use songs you legally have the right to right use anything it was a it was a free-for-all so people just use any song and think about a kid who's riding now and just thinks some song is awesome. He never saw that mirror video, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he's he's like, Oh, I'll use this gang I'll use this old school hip hop song from this guy named Gangstar. Everyone's gonna think I'm original, meanwhile it's like, oh, you are actually poaching from one of the better parts I've ever made, <laughs> 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 well, you know. But it's not someone not necessarily someone's fault, you know.
0: Right, exactly. So do you think that there will ever be a way again or that BMX will migrate again towards like the the longer form things being the majority
1: hmm. being the majority I'm not sure but I do think it will migrate to that again you know what I mean I don't know I think the major, I think the majority will always be what we have now because there'll always be people uploading a ton of shit all the time right so like I think always, I think that will always kind of win in sheer numbers But I do think that it will come back and and not even out of like a wishful place. I just think it makes sense. Right. I think at some point a bunch of companies are going to go, hey, why are we doing this anymore? Mm -hmm. This was actually a good way to promote ourselves, you know, and I think they'll find new ways of doing it. And I think that the thing that also will probably be true is, you know, me and you could sit here and speculate all day on what the next thing is. the, The way everyone does. And there's people who get paid millions of dollars to try to figure that out. And they don't know what they're talking about. But I think, I think that, like, you know, we don't know what the next platforms are. There might be yeah. a new Instagram-esque platform that lends to that type of format somehow. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then everyone's like, or YouTube comes out with a new, you know, facility or, a, you know, a new add-on that's like, whoa, this is how we can make videos again. And I think it'll come like that, you know. It, it'll be the distribution method, right?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting I don't think concept.
1: it'll ever be DHS or DVDs again. That That's probably crazy. No. It'll definitely be a digital format, but what that is is another thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, even just looking at like TikTok, which now Instagram's copied with Reels, YouTube copied with Shorts, which all of them allow you to use certain music. That's interesting. I could see people editing their, their Instagram Reel to a song, then taking the song off than exporting it and putting it in and bringing the song back in in instagram so they can just be allowed to use it i almost did that the other day <laughs> well there you go so, so because because i thought
1: for, i was reposting and uh ralph sinisi video yeah yeah and i thought uh oh, they're definitely gonna flag this the only good thing about it was the, the sound quality was so shitty from the vhs that i think that's why it passed through but yeah. i was I was literally going to try to figure out a way to upload it. I was going to upload it in three parts and then do it that, and then hit the points of the song. So at least they had been roughly right, you know?
0: Yeah. And you can even mix it now so that the yeah. audio of the song isn't.
1: Yeah. So I was like excited. but I, was, I wasn't was excited that I was going to have to do it, but that was my backup plan if it got pulled that day.
0: Yeah. Man, that's that's funny that you already
1: did it. Well, it, but because it's like it's like the well the music clearance thing was crazy right because like first videos I ever made you just use whatever for any mm-hmm. brand I make video you just did whatever but for like ride we had to clear music and then oh, that, yeah. was, that was a fucking nightmare like we that, there was we've had every video had a different process for it and it was like and I did some of the contract work on that and it's like oh god it is no no fun for anyone let's put it that way
0: oh yeah I mean those those rights owners can literally be like pay us. 15 grand or just no sorry right exactly exactly and there's so
1: yeah and there's so many other complications because you need both well for like music when you clear music you need the actual physical you need the signature of the person who owns the actual recording but then you need the signature of the person who owns the rights to that music which is the the written song so like it, it gets super funky so for instance we did uh somewhere we did a video ride we used a What we wanted to use a share song, we couldn't get the share song, but we found some obscure band that redid the share song, but they had the rights to sign it off to us. So for like Curtis Elwell's section in, oh fuck, in the no, not in like I can't remember the video I just posted. Rooftop had the banger section, and then it's like uh, oh no maybe didn't, but anyway that Curtis Elwell was in that video. We used the gypsies,
0: thieves and something.
1: So it was a share song but redone by someone else it was the only way we could clear it wow have
0: you ever had like a situation where you got like in trouble for using a song after I ne- the fact
1: i i never had but i, te- I get to i can tell you another story i got a call one time when i was working a tip this is funny because fbm kind of already had pulled out a tip but we, we were still selling stock that we had mm-hmm. and they had that they had the frame that had the i can't remember which one it was now maybe it was angel death but they had the frame that had a. Uh, it was done up like a Jack Daniels sticker, okay. you know, Jack Daniels lawyer calls tips. lawyers, they have lawyers, obviously. And they're like, Hey, we're, you know, we're calling from this legal place and we, you know, we've, it's come to our attention. You're selling something with our brand identity on it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm on the phone, like, what the fuck am I gonna do? I was just like, (laughs) I was just like, well, then I just realized, well, they don't know who they're talking to. So I was like, so I was just like, yeah, let me check our catalog and see if that's the case, because like, we're a distribution, and if if that if that company did it, you know, we'll we'll just cease and assist it right now. We'll just stop selling it, you know. I was like, I don't even think we have that many units on them. And then like, meanwhile, I have no idea what they're talking. You know, they're throwing all this shit at me, saying they could sue us. And then I just bullshit them through the call, and I was like, I was like, hey guys, listen. I see it right now, and I, I gave him an actual SKU number on it, and I said, "This is the SKU number." I go, "It looks like we have three pieces in the, in the in there." And I was just making it up, and I was just like, "I'm I'm gonna send this back to them and tell them the credit it for us." And uh, if you want to go after them, I, I totally understand. And then they're like, "Oh, do you have a phone number for them?" And I'm like, "Fuck." But like, <laughs> we stopped talking to him. I said, "I don't even know if they're in business. They were like a little rinky-dink company. I mean, you could look for them, <laughs> but I'm not sure." you know and then uh, you know I'm, I'm not sure what their parent company was like i'm just and they're like okay because this is just some lawyer they don't know yeah don't, they don't care, care. And people, like 200 bucks an hour just fucking talk shit to people and try to get more money so but then it worked out to be all right but that was the closest i ever had but i never had music issues with anyone uh because i because like for like i said a ride we always did it legally and then at the companies we just did whatever although although hey, hey, it was a fun one Went down to a Red Bull contest when they did those Red Bull in the Ditch in Me- they were in Mexico City. It was in Monterey, Mexico. They did the, the in the ditch contest. And the uh, craziest shit I ever saw, my videos were being bootlegged.
0: Like that was <laughs> And sold?
1: Dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing we hadn't even done the demolition dvd yet we had only done vhs so we were working on the dvd because you know when when dvds first started like people had to author that shit and when very first started, i knew nothing about it. so we actually had joe simon working on because he early on knew all that stuff yeah so he was working on the authoring and then i'm in mexico i'm in mexico and i see the demolition dvd and i'm like what the fuck? and i'm like <laughs> i'm so psyched i buy everything i can i get it drop the hammer a demolition video and There was one other that they were selling some other ride video, I think. No, maybe it was just Drop the Hammer and, and Demolition video. And and then I was like, I, I can't even explain how that was like one of the proudest moments in my life to actually see something I did was bootlegged. I felt You're like right. I was rich. I'm not gonna throw anyone else under the bus, but I'll just say there was another video maker there who was literally yelling. I mean, this was some Mexican lady. I don't know how she got involved in this. I'm sure a kid wrote BMX or something, but she just had a blanket and she's just selling these fucking bootleg DVDs. Right? <laughs> and he's yelling at her going, you should give me money. And I'm thinking, what could she give you? Are you fucking <laughs> I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, we don't make a lot of money, but we're making a lot more than they are. Like, let them bootleg this shit all fucking day. Who cares? You
0: know? I respect the hustle.
1: Yeah, they're not going to fucking mail order the shit from Dan's. Like, what are you after them for?
0: <laughs> wow. That is so crazy to think about.
1: Yeah, but I bought him. I was psyched to buy him. I mean, I, I would have bought more if I could, have. you know, because I, I just thought it was like, fuck that's sick to get something i mean like because you know that that felt very legit to me like we're in a position to get bootlegged you
0: know it's a legitimizing thing i guess yeah i guess i've never thought about it that way just because every time i see something like that on the internet it's somebody uploading somebody else's bmx video trying to get the views i saw somebody just the other day re-uploading this dude i know from buffalo's clip where he's doing this super awesome thing where he's practicing his gate sprints for mm-hmm. racing and he set up a block and he literally had a kicker quarter set up and he sprinted and jumped up into the second story of a barn as his <laughs> like and this person uploaded it on facebook with no description it was sharing it all over the place and and i'm like
1: i hate that i, I... I don't mind that people repost things and and tag people I think that's great but yeah but when there's no description and no connection to that person that's it's just a bummer because if if nothing else you got to figure that guy you know that did it he would love to see it Oh yeah he's if he got credit for it you know what I mean I know some people like monetizing their reels and stuff and I I think that's a little you know that can get a little shady too because I I know I noticed there was a site the other day that Chopped up something I posted this week and and reused it and you know they tagged us at least so I was like and they made it kind of funny but I was like oh that's cool but I yeah I really hate when people post things and don't say who it's from and I and I also understand they probably don't know when it's older stuff but you should at least say tag the person you know because someone does someone who's
0: watching mm-hmm.
1: you BMX they will know everything they'll know what shirt the filmer was wearing they'll know a bunch of weird shit you know
0: yeah and. Though all those repost things, now that you can make money off of reels, is it's definitely shady for sure. Yeah, because I know I know for a fact there's a couple
1: sites that their whole gig right now is just making money off of clips they're finding from other people, and like I don't know. I for me, that's just not how I want to live live my world. You know what I mean? I mean, a, a question I used to get most often back in the day is like, how come I didn't make my own videos? and 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 I always thought like if I made my own video it was weird because I w- not weird but I would have to pay all the riders that's how I really thought of it mm-hmm.
2: right
1: Sold the video and whatever I made if I made 10,000 off all the copies I feel I would feel like I would have to split that up between all the riders if it was from me if there was no brand behind it right right but if that's their sponsor their sponsors paying them their sponsors paying me and the sponsor keeps the money um that's great I, I love that that's just good for everyone that's the way it should be. You know what I mean? I, the personal video thing was never that important to me because same thing, I didn't really want to make money directly off my friends and riders, right. But money with them all day, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's, yeah, I was the same way when I made a full length video. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to sell copies of it. Like I might just give them away because I feel bad making money off of this. But then everybody who was like part of it was like no dude just sell them like right i got one right here <laughs> actually <laughs> that's but, awesome uh yeah it, but like we premiered or i had it premiered in an actual movie theater so I, like i sold copies to help pay for premiering it in the theater oh of
1: course because i was yeah no and that's the other thing people never understand that like it, it, even if you're even if you're not a brand you're you're spending money to do these things like period yeah. it's coming out of your pocket if, if you even if it was just buying the camera that cost money you know back in the day it was ten thousand dollar hard drive now the hard drives a little cheaper but it still costs the money you know
0: yeah, yeah. you had me thinking when you brought that up how <laughs> i think there's still like a proportion that has probably stayed similar in like the technology in the highest level of it like like when you look at like the mac pros how you can spend like 50 grand on these new mac pros yeah and and like the the specs on it are still like probably similar a similar gap between the tech of the computer and the tech of the camera
1: yeah 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 it's always it's gonna go on forever like that and I, i don't think that's on purpose I think it's just every company scrambling to be the next at the next thing, you know mm-hmm. They also probably have the problem. I, I would imagine there's like I-, I have no idea but I would imagine there's a few codecs out there that no one knows yet because Like Sony and Canon can't drop them because they know no one can edit on them for five more years You know, like oh, right. they- Sure, they have that, you know compression codecs and stuff that it they- has got be because it was always like that You know,
0: oh, yeah Did you- have you ever tried to edit with the the HEVC footage from my iPhone?
1: oh my god you know I wish they or were, drones I wish they were clearer about setting your phone up when you first get it so you don't find that out afterwards but yeah so I've had some issue
0: with it well yeah when you use those DJI drones they they record in two six five, which mm-hmm. is the HEVC and it yep. is a killer on your computer yeah it makes total sense because it's just a di- it's like a different language right so it's mm-hmm. yeah but dude I got the M1 Max now and the, uh-huh. the macbook I, it, that thing i literally did a test on it where i sped up a uh five is like a five minute clip on my <laughs> from my phone so we're talking hevc 4k oh, yeah. 60 Something. frames per second this is nerd stuff for anyone who's still watching but you're gonna appreciate this i sped up this five minute clip ten thousand percent using a physical spinning hard drive too. That this is wow. working off of, ten thousand percent, no drop frames.
1: Right. Oh my God, that's crazy. That is definitely nuts. Yeah, I've had you. I've had similar experiences. I didn't do tests like that, but that with an SSD drive, like I was on a shoot and the the DIT guy was like, "Ah, oh, it's gonna take like twenty five minutes." I was like, "Well, it's a new computer. It's a new drive. Let's see what happens." And it took four minutes, and the guy was like, "What the fuck? That should have been twenty minutes." And I'm like, "Yep." welcome to the future my friend high five with
0: (laughs) (laughs) here. that's actually dude that's why i upload in prores even because now with the prores part of the processors or whatever my videos if it's like a 10 minute video it used to take an hour to export like a prores 10 minute video from my phone footage now it takes like 10 minutes yeah yeah it takes longer to export a two pass mp4 then a ProRes, like
1: it's yeah, crazy. that M1, that one, that one thing is no joke. That that works. Yeah, because because when it first came out, I was like, oh yeah, sure, it's gonna be faster, but no, it it was.
0: It is. Are you guys a, a Mac house?
1: Uh, yeah, mostly. I mean, yeah, no, actually, I'm shouldn't say mostly. I don't I don't think there's a PC in this building. Actually, I mean, sometimes we need it for like certain tech things, but mm. mostly yeah, Macs. Yeah,
0: man, that's that's the way to be, especially <laughs> yeah, with the way they're going uh the fans like don't even come on any whenever you're doing stuff it takes a lot and i've only had my fans start kicking on during exports because it's hotter now
1: oh yeah i haven't heard that i haven't heard that machine go once since i've gotten it yeah no i you know and i haven't even really put it to the real test but it yeah it's definitely like it's still like i said i was doing something with like a three camera thing and it was all 4k and it, it it had no problems it played real time the whole time editing and it's like my older but very good laptop just would never do that with three you know three feet 4k no way
0: have to turn the the uh preview resolution down to a quarter and yeah then...
1: and even then this shit don't work like it's like old school like i'm rendering the timeline just to watch pieces of it and stuff yeah, yeah
0: I would. i dealt with the exact same thing and then moving to this computer like it legitimately made it so i can edit when i'm not at home no (laughs) because i was using i don't know if you know anything about hackintoshes
1: no i i know they exist but i don't know much about well
0: i i have like a beast that i made and i still couldn't like do what i needed to do on it then upgrade did you get the uh do you have the laptop or the studio laptop Gotcha this they came out with that studio and it was like damn.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I got I got the laptop before studio came out I think they're considering buying one for an over for some of the general use here But no, I don't think I'll have that one just a laptop for
0: now it's enough. It's crazy. Yeah
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's like crazy. I mean even that like I said like goes back to pictures Whenever you got to incorporate photos into something that can be a nightmare sometimes and it handles it just fine. So
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, man <sighs> uh so we've been doing this for two and a half hours damn i think i think we should do another one one day and like have a specific like we're gonna talk about this video and filming for this video i'm down if you yeah we talk about we can if we can figure out what subjects
1: right i'll try to be prepared and bring clips
0: yeah right Oh, somebody just said I would make less than a two-minute animation video, render it out in 640 by 480, and it was almost 32 hours. I remember those days. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's 100%. I mean, it's a, it's crazy to think all the things we had to do. I mean, I, I literally had seen Premiere version 2 actually say about a month on a render. <laughs> it, it, what's crazy to me about that still is someone programmed that in. Right? Like it basically went to a point where it said about a month. Now, obviously, it didn't wait because no. I would never want to know if it really went about a month. Right. But because like, it was one of those things where it like that's where it started. And then it, you know, it, it went down to like 24 hours and then just mm-hmm. walked back. But the fact that it was thought like about a month, like what? Can you imagine somewhere someone just rendered something for a month? I, 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 I would well, be dead. I would murder myself.
0: People who are doing uh, the CGI and 3D stuff, they are doing that. They're yeah, doing like
1: that's true. That's true. That's days
0: days of rendering like marvel movies
1: come back and find out something's not right it's just i can't i can't have that mental
0: that's where they're lucky with cgi stuff is that they do it in passes and that they can like they can cut out certain like so the way that their software works i think they can like cut out like a certain segment of a file and insert another pass and have it still be a i don't know exactly
1: yeah yeah it's kind it's it's almost like layering but yeah yeah that totally makes sense yeah that is how it works but it's
0: crazy to me uh my craziest one real quick for exporting something was Mm -hmm. when i had the core 2 duo macbook pro and i was doing a big project and I had to use an actual like bare hard drive in one of those bays <laughs> and yeah. and so when I would export that it kept failing and I couldn't figure out why and then I caught it one time because I was letting it go overnight and and I caught it do it one time and it was because the hard drive was overheating so what I literally had to do was get ice packs and put it underneath the hard nice. drive bay and it worked remember for a while too
1: they were selling those like those laptop fan yep.
2: hold,
1: you know because it would keep your machine cooler or at least keep your machine off the off the desk so that way it gets a little air underneath it yeah which totally makes sense you know yeah that's it that's crazy that you'd have to do that
0: oh. it, it was uh it was like 24 32 hour long export
1: oh yeah no I don't want to see that anymore in my life if I could go away from that I'd
0: be happy. that's why well that's another reason for ProRes is it's less stressful on your system and won't get as hot as when you're exporting a mp4 oh yeah yeah totally because yeah it it works yeah that's totally true (sighs) anyways i don't want to keep you any longer i realize you're still at work so yeah
1: actually i and i have a little tiny bit more to go tonight so yeah oh my god
0: yeah i'll I'll let you get back to it so thank
1: you it's awesome. I really appreciate
0: that. Yeah, it's been fun and I'm going to go and next time we uh we do another one of these, I'm going to watch every single big BMX show that is <laughs> online before we do it just so we can talk about it.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Uh, I'll uh, like I have some of those on a hard drive so we can even
0: potentially Oh, I meant to ask you that so meant... you... That's awesome. We could bring them in. Yeah,
1: I don't have all of them, but I have a I have a a bunch random too. I don't really even have a rhyme or reason, but I definitely have like you know, like four or five from the first season-ish, which was probably eight or nine anyway. And then, like, I have like three or four from the second. So I have I have like random files around, and I definitely have like a couple things I saved. Like, I have like because I would have like girls do little intros and stuff. Oh yeah, all those like green screen because I always thought like someday i gonna want this for something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'm gonna just say. The door is always open. If you want to make something, and I put it in like one of my things, I am so down. I want.
1: To... I'm down for that. I'm down for that. I get. I might just maybe I'll just kick you a few clips anyway as I find them. You can, and I'll give you the backstory. And you could put them out.
0: Yeah, literally anything like that. Good you... way of people seeing it. Yeah, and I. I'm happy to direct people at what you're doing. And speaking of that, where can people see the things that you've been putting on Instagram recently?
1: Oh, that's a good point. Uh, Yeah. Uh, It is at Glenn P P Milligan. And that's Glenn with two N's G L E N N uh, double P and then M I L L I G A N my full name, basically. So if you search Glenn P P Milligan, you
0: should find me. I got a solution for this. I'm going to pull it up and throw it on the screen real quick. Uh, Yeah, it's it's super awesome stuff that you've been doing. I'm super glad that you're gonna keep at it. And and yeah, I'm definitely
1: doing more. I just don't know the frequency, but uh, I definitely want to keep posting more of that stuff. It's been fun, and it's also fun because you reconnect with some people. But it's fun because I'm doing this with you. It's just
0: it's great, you know. It's super. It's great. Right, and if. I'm not. I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. But if you yeah. don't want to do the YouTube thing, but you want them on YouTube, send them to me. I would love to post them.
1: No, I'm. 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 I'm 100 down for that. I'm down for sharing it out too. Because I. I am serious about doing another big, big, big show. I just. I just have to get a couple things locked into place first. All right. Need well, to there. Need to put together a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for that Drake money.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for doing this. I'm gonna let. They'll end the stream here before we okay. hang up and. Uh, thank
1: you and thank you to anyone who watched.
0: <laughs> yes, if you made it this far, let us know how much you want to see the big big BMX show. <laughs>
1: yeah, let me know. DM me if you want it. If I if I get enough DMs, I will do it quicker than.